Oh, did you do it? Yay! Look, we made it. Looks like we made it. Episode 123 of Critter Apocalypse. It's it's a Saturday. I'm feeling pensively aware. How are you feeling, Ant? Hmm? Yeah. Great. Great. That's all. I'll just put my phone on silent so, so all the people, people who message me all the time don't so interrupt. So people know what we do. Let's give a quick recap. So we are two fucking nerds who talk about stuff and shit. I'm not a nerd. Why do you call me a nerd? Sorry, you're a geek. Geek? I'm not any of those. I'm, what are I'm a you? cool dude. You're a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Cool dude just hanging out doing cool things. Do you have things. any evidence that I am in the slightest way If I turn around and I immediately can see a Transformer, can I then say, yes, you're a nerd? I don't know if you have to even turn around, to be honest. There might be one over here somewhere. I mean, there definitely will be. That's why I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say, nerd! Um, it doesn't matter, though, buddy. It doesn't matter, because we're both quite nerdy. Both quite geeky. Ah, oh, stone rock! All right, anyway, so let's get on with this, because this is fucking... What is this shit show? I'm being distracted by life, by yeah, the universe. Stop playing with your Put it down! I'm going to flip it over. It's done! Fuck you, technology! All right, so, Ant, let's talk about life. Let's talk about what's going on. Oh, my, so much. So, um, Donald Trump's died. Fingers crossed by the time this is published. No, he hasn't. Um, the Tories have lost their majority, and a new political party is in power. Hopefully, fingers crossed. We'll see how that goes. What have you been up to, other than overthrowing the government? Waiting for you to get started. We got distracted for 20, 30 minutes by Scott Pilgrim and also... Ningen of the human chair, Ningen is... Yeah. Ningen is... Ningen is... Ningen is... Ningen is... Ninja is... Ningen. Ningen. Ningen is human. Okay. Is... His chair. Okay, so Ningen Issa. Issa, what car is Where is the chair? All right, so wait, you have to give the you have to give the the noun before you give the rest of the yeah oh. chair. Where is it? All oh, right, cool. So it's like Yoda speak. Yeah. Ah. Maybe do or do not. There is no chair. Maybe, maybe Yoda speaks the correct speak, and we're the ones to do it wrong. I mean, he did come from a time long, long ago, didn't he? Mm. All right, anyway, well, we review stuff and things. It's a baby now. As, well, no, no, no. You haven't seen The Mandalorian. You don't know. No, but I've seen the Yoda baby. Oh, you've seen the pictures of a fucking... I don't I'm know. looking forward to the Furby toy. It could probably be Lando's kid. No, no Lando, he fucks everything. Mm. That's why he's like, there's no chip for this bounty. Just this picture I've got in my wallet. If anyone's Lando's kid, it's BB-8. It's just like, I've got a picture in my wallet, unrelated, but this is what you need to kill, please. Hmm. Bitch keeps asking me for alimony. He fucked Yaddle. <laughs> he fucked Yaddle. <laughs> Looks like a condensed crypt keeper. Hmm. Alright, anyway, so uh, so we review stuff and things. It's my turn to go first this week, so I'm going to review. Yeah, I'm going to have a nap. See ya. You have a quick nap, alright? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm going to review certain. I'm going to review Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Ah, I know, I finally got around to playing some of it. I know, Ant, I know. Tell me about it. So, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, is a game from Front Software, who are well known for the Dark Souls and Bloodborne, Bloodborne games. Kids today. And also Front Mission. Was it Front Mission they did, or was it MechWarrior? Armored Core. Armored Core. And Otto Gi. One of those fucking games. And they did... Um, Steel Battalion? They go back to the freaking... Uh, man, they go, they go back years. Yeah. There's their freaking... That weird um, RPG on the PS1. Oh, yeah, the, the first 3D one. one. Yeah, I can't yeah. it's called Shadow something. Actually looks really good. 
yeah. for for a PS One game, but it's unplayable. Um, all right, yeah. So so well, I know them specifically from I I started getting into the games from Dark Souls. I was aware of Demon Souls, but I never played it. I didn't have a PS3 at the time. Fucking amateur. Just like, are you a hardcore gamer or what? I mean, I'm hard. Um, so See. I started <laughs> getting these trousers. I went through. I went for the. I went for the chapless asses. No way. What's it? Chapless. I just turned the words around, expecting to make sense. <laughs> Arseless chaps. Mm. <laughs> I, for some reason, in my head, it was logical to switch. All right, doesn't fucking matter. Let's get to the. Let's get to the bread and butter of it. So, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice is a game from From Software. I know them because of Dark Souls, but you may know them for other games. Yeah, Does that make everyone? Yeah. yeah see, no one yeah, can complain same. now. All right. So, um, it's a it's a combat game. You have got a sword. You play a guy who's trying to protect protect a young king and you've got to go around and you got to kill a bunch of people to try and save the king. Yeah. It's really good. you got a robot arm. You do have a prosthetic <laughs> limb that you can upgrade over time with different uh, different uh, different samurai samurai like stuff. Yeah. Axes and shit. I got fucking I'm not far enough to have any of the good stuff. This is this is kind of a review in pro- progress because or in process. In process or in progress, whichever whichever's preferred. Because um, it's so fucking hard, I've struggled to get past the first few bosses. I'm so used to Dark Souls in which I just make a character that I can basically... Are you trying to take him on head on? Because that game's built around yeah, stealth. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, it's not just built around stealth. It's also built like built a rhythm stealth. game. It's built around stealth. No, it's not. It's built like a rhythm game. You can go into a room, and or well, not a room, but you can go into an area, you can take down nine guys... As long as you've got your, as long as you can keep them in your your focus, like you can focus on one person at a time and use your parries correctly, you don't have an issue because you get like a slight. So what I've what I what I'm used to in Dark Souls is you get like that tiny amount of of um, invulnerability when you do a when you do like a dodge. No, you rely dodge. on a lot. I rely crash. on that. Yeah, yeah I rely on that. You just roll because that's how the game works. Uh, but in this, there's a similar thing in which if you get someone with one of the one of the um, deadly blows. That you're invulnerable whilst the animation is starting, and it can be really handy to sort of miss an attack by doing a doing one of the deathly blows. Stop licking your bed. Um, I'm I'm really liking it. It's a beautiful looking game. It's very fucking challenging. Um, and and yeah, I'm I'm going to continue playing it until I complete it because I fucking love it. I'm playing it on the Xbox One X. It looks beautiful. You get loads of nice facial animations when you're stabbing people fucking under the armpit and stuff. It's great. Um. Uh, yeah, it's it's very much like a rhythm game, which is really interesting because you when you're listening, you can ching, 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 you can like sort of the timing's there because you get the uh, you get used to it. There are some bosses that maybe not want to play the game ever again. There's been three so far. You. They've no, just irritating. So bullies. Did the big boys irritating. beat you up? There's a section involving a giant snake that's incredible, which sort of pushes the stealth aspects of it on you. But um, but I mean, like all in all, just incredible game. Yeah, I know all about giant snakes. I am going to give this one a rare Tom Atkins. <gasps> a rare Tom Atkins. Rare Tom it's Atkins. A shiny Tom yeah, Atkins. It's a shiny Tom Atkins. Shiny Tom Atkins, yeah. yeah. Stars or squares. What? There's two types of shiny Pokemon oh, now. Oh, for fuck's sake. There's, there's Pokemon that when they come out, they have stars. People are going to be annoyed about my review and for Pokemon 6% of Pokemon that are shiny have squares instead. People are going to be annoyed about my review for Pokemon because I'm going to sound like a fucking simpleton. Because I've played so much of that fucking game. And There's 63 types of Alcremi in the game. Are there? Yeah. What's the point? They all come out different flavours. <laughs> there we go. There you know, the, go, you know the teapot Pokemon and the yeah. teacup? Yeah. There's fake ones. Oh, are there? Yeah. Some of them, some of them don't, they have a special little stamp on the bottom 
to say if they're real, authentic teapots. Cool. But some of them don't have the stamp. I'll keep an eye out for that. Mm. Never. All right, in your review. Who's that? That's all you're going to say about Sekiro. I fucking loved it. I still love it. I'm going to keep loving it and playing it because I really like the game. What more? What more would you like me to say? I haven't completed it yet. The atmosphere is incredible. The visual effects are incredible. There's a giant fucking snake. It's in 4K. What? What more? What? It's my opinion, Anne. I said the shit I wanted to say. Don't look at me like that with your fucking 67 types of creamy. Alchemy. Whatever its name is. Creamy. Fine. I'm trying to remember what order I was going to do stuff in. <laughs> you don't give me enough time to remember. You're just fucking... <laughs> you were trying to stall using my review. No, that's the Fair enough. way it works. I mean, yeah. normally, you, normally you spend at least 20 minutes on, like, you know, Sekiro... Friggin' wasting time with games that came out a year ago. So I've been playing Katamari Damacy re-roll. The first Katamari Damacy game. On Switch? Yeah, it got re-released on Switch like yeah, a year I ago. Yeah, so. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that's like... Yeah, that's it's happening. good because we never got the first one over here. The first Katamari Damacy never got yeah. a UK release. We started Can I ask with... a quick question? What? This is a year-old game. Yeah. And you just had a go at me about reviewing a Euro game. Yeah, but... Do you not have Game Pass on your Xbox One X? Yeah, but I'm playing... Oh, right, cool. No, no, that's fine. Just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, no, review, review. (laughs) So we never got Katamari Damacy over here, did we? (laughs) I don't fucking know. We got... Do we get not? Do we, we not got, get Mister Mosquito? We, we got we love Katamari we over got here. Mister Mosquito over here. Though, yeah, we? we got Mister Mosquito, Mad Maestro. I've got Mad Maestro. We've got all sorts of weird games. There was five oh five. Five oh five Game Street used oh, to release it, yeah. all the weird stuff. But um, yeah, we got we love Katamari on Minadaisuke no Katamari Damacy. Um, I mean, yeah, which is the proper name. But Katamari, cool. this new one, it's a remake of the original, and it's straight up a remake. There's no like. There's there's no attempt to change anything or drag it, you know, bring in things from later games back into this one or anything. It's straight up, they've just done HD art for everything. Or it's the HD is the Switch compete, because let's face it, it's 1080p. I mean, <laughs> is that really HD these days? Yes. There are still some phones that are only 720p. Outrageous. And there are still. Disgusting. I'm pretty sure they still are. I think mine's like 816p. Was <laughs> it? It's no, weird like that. But, um, <coughs> no, they've done. This is really good. It's a bit weird playing it. I've always found Katamari Damashi weird playing on a control with asymmetric analog sticks. It's better on. It's one of those ones that does like work better on a PS2 stick. stick. Oh, because you know the, can, the analog sticks are at the same height, and you're you're you know you're meant to be rolling. So because it's got tank controls, it works better when they're both in the same position. Yeah. When one's higher than the other, it's a bit yeah. weird. But it does work fine. You can play it with the Joy-Cons where you can use tilt, but I ain't going to do that. I never made these complaints when I played the original Resident Evil on a non-DualShock controller. Kids today. Fucked my thumb right up. Well, originally the first Resident Evil was only dual. No, because we only got the director's cut. No, we didn't. Did we get the original one? Yeah, of course. Oh, I only did. had the director's cut. And the director's cut was still edited when it came over here. The director's cut was called the DualShock version in Japan. That was the one that you could play with the yeah, DualShock yeah, pad. Yeah. But the original version you couldn't. Yeah, numpty. You gotta um, remember, I was only six when that came out. Fucking children. Seven. Okay, anyway, Katamai Damashi. I'm, I'm enjoying when I was this 10, remake because it's all new to me. Just because I've never played the original. Um, really early on, it sets you on a proper Katamai level what, what where you have crazy, to roll up as many crabs as possible. So that's what crazy a, new mechanic have they added to it, or none, is it? It's, it's actually taken off mechanics, hasn't yeah. it? Because the odd. Oh right. Okay. The crazy new mechanics is it's in widescreen. <laughs> um, I guess I mean the sound files are probably nicer. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, but yeah, it no. runs smoother than the original did. Yeah. The original, 
the original Katamari Damashi, you go back to it, it's like it's quite you, rough the around end, the edges and stuff. Is this it, but, the one that by the end you're like picking up cars and towers and shit like that? Um, I don't think it goes as far as we love Katamari did because we love Katamari ends up with you rolling the solar system. That's the Xbox 360 one, isn't it? No, we love Katamari second, the PS2, second oh, PS2 okay. game. But that one had the. The first one has this whole thing. This one thing they actually have done on the remake. The first one had this whole thing where, like, when you got to a certain size, the game really did pause to load in the next size up, yeah. um, loading the environment. This one, it kind of hides it fairly well, and it like it freezes for a second, but it's putting stuff on the screen text. It's like the king's talking to you, and it's literally okay. like a few seconds, and it'll pop up and move on, and you carry on with the new scale, and you you can't really tell the scale has changed. Whereas on the original one, it was kind of a bit obvious. We Love Katamari kind of hid that a lot better. There was like a like motion blur effect that went off. And then that was when it was loading in the next environment. Because that's the tricky thing. As you get bigger and bigger, they have to change the environment scales and the objects and everything. So you can't keep using the, I say high polygon models. <laughs> it's Katamari Jamashi. But you can't keep using the same size models as the world's growing out. Because yeah. RAM limitations and stuff like that. But um, yeah, this one hides it well. Runs like lovely. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Why are you showing me pictures of cats <laughs> dressed as Raiden? It's not dressed as Raiden. It's got a head stuck in a slipper. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. What matters is the king of all cosmos got drunk one night and destroyed all the stars, and he's is tasked you. Yeah, yeah, and he's tasked you, his son, with restoring the stars, and it's got all the cutscenes back in there. All the weird little kids saying, yeah, the uh, stars are gone. And the mum's like, that's nice, dear. And all this, it's very weird. Yeah. Strange stuff. You've got the weird Sentai show that shows up on the TV and you can roll them up gradually. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the crab catching levels. It's, it doesn't have as many of the um, the levels where you can like instantly fail that the first, second one had. The second one had a whole bunch of these weird levels where you had to do stuff like um, you had a load of wood and you had to keep it burning mm. and if you touched any water you'd put out the fire and you had to keep it burning I think as I remember that yeah tricky levels um, the most ridiculous level in the second one was the whole friggin rolling up a million roses which I did that took a long time um, I would like to see him do a remake of the second game though because that game that game is peak Katamai Damashi to me um, I think the best Katamai Damashi game is Katamai Forever the PS3 one that one was spot on. But the original one, it's a classic. It's only like it's it's on sale right now, but that sale will be over by the time I post this, so it doesn't matter. But it's like fifteen ninety nine normally. Which isn't bad considering that, you know, it was a full price game originally and this is a new version of the original. Um and I think PS two games, like fifteen quid's not too bad to charge for a PS two game. No, considering that it'll probably cost more than that to get an actual copy of it. Yeah, especially well, in English especially you have to get the American release. They got yeah. it in America. It's not on, is it? Nope. Nope. But we got Mad Maestro, so... And Guitaro Man. Guitaro Man. Yeah, Guitaro. 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 Also, The we... Japanese for guitar is Guitaro. What was the what was the racing game? Wipeout. We got Wipeout. Fuck that. Everyone got Wipeout. They got Wipeout yeah. in America. Yeah, but we got Wipeout they got first. <laughs> what was it? The freaking Wipeout 2000s called Wipeout XL in America. <laughs> and originally it was going to be called Wipeout XS, and they were like, oh, I'm worried about it being called Extra Small. Might not sound as cool. But so they went with extra large. <laughs> Idiots. Well, I mean, no, maybe they thought it was like an inclusionary version, so they could fit in the cars. Triple XL. So the cars were just like they didn't. They didn't just get fat bigger. Or they just had like flops. Right. But the about. American wipeout cars just scrape along the ground. They don't flop. <laughs> they just go. <laughs> and if they crash, they have to actually go to hospital and go through. Mm. Yeah, public. It's got more services. guns on them. Yeah, more guns. Yeah, more guns. Less effective, though, because no one knows how to use them. Yeah, they've all still got Confederate flags on some of them as well, <laughs> even though it's 2040. Yeah. And everyone's like, it's not really cool. 
Yeah, no, it was never cool. No. It was never a good idea. But, um... um I love, I love in Katamari Damashi the original. Are you going to continue playing it? Or yeah, I'm going like... to finish the fucking thing. Yeah, it oh, doesn't yeah. take that long to finish the first one. It's like so you, you there's can... only like really like four levels. Wait, in the it whole doesn't game. take that long to finish. You haven't finished it. No, I've, I've done okay, about cool. half of it. No, so no, don't far. worry, don't worry. I, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> but it's a classic. I like I like the original one. It has has the has great music. The R button to fly up in the air. Yeah, because I've not really listened to the original soundtrack much. Because it... have you not? No, because We Love Katamari's got a completely different soundtrack. Well, yeah, but you've got... Apart from the... So, na, na, the na, Xbox 361. Xbox 361 and Katamari Forever had some of the music from the first. I've got the soundtrack to the second one Yeah, somewhere. I was going to say. They, yeah, they the had CD. some of the music from the first one. Yeah. Pretty great. It's good stuff. I love it. I just, I, I would like some more Katamari, but Namco have really like... I don't know. I think they've got it back on track. Xbox 360 is probably the low point for the series because that one was like half the game was DLC. Yeah, was like it was say. in the disc. It was on the disc, and the levels were there when you played it. And yeah, you went to can, it and he said you have to buy them. You can blame my beloved uh, Capcom for that. It was Namco with the one. Namco and no, Capcom no, no. both at the same time were very much into the whole. Oh right, putting thought, DLC on the disc. Capcom but Namco, Namco like phased that out fairly quickly, but Capcom just love it. They're still they're still like selling you games piecemeal. Capcom are. Yeah, I know. Like, Resident Evil 2's go, like, done fantastic, probably because the whole game's on the bloody disc. It's like, it's there. There's hardly anything you can buy extra, and the DLC they did for it was free upgrades. It wasn't a whole... How many season passes are there now for Street Fighter Five? Like, and then just released Blanker? Like, yeah. But anyway, it's good. Get Katamari Damashi. On Switch. Maybe get one of the... If you can find a controller that's got the analog stick side by side. Wasn't there a Hori pad? That I'm going to get my Hori fight pad! The 8-bit do pads are like it, aren't they, on the Switch? Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Use I, one could of use, them. I could use one of the three of them I've yeah. got. Or do the motion controls if you're weird. I don't mind motion controls on the Wii, but on the Wii, on the, on the Switch. I switch off motion controls on literally every game I play. Oh, no, Zelda like, is great. I just get any game when it gets motion The only time it's been good, I've had good Zelda. time with Zelda Rush Cars. Yeah, just Breath fucking of the hold it upside down. Well, yeah, you get to the map and, yeah, the maze and just turn it Did upside you, down. What is it, right? So I, I experimented with that for, for, for a little while. I also, if you sort of just go like that, eventually it catches as well. There's loads of fun shit you could do with that. Um, all right, well, I guess it's my review. I guess it's my review. So uh, I'm, I'm going to review... Yeah, sure. I'll let you review something. I'm going to review another video game. Oh. Because the two other things I'm going to review are newer. But the video game I'm going to review, you've already reviewed. And you know more about this than I do. So... We love Katamari. Also, actually, no, fuck it. No, I'm going to do a TV thing. Because you already reviewed the video game and you know... Clearly you know more about fucking Pokemon than I do because you're a fucking gypsy. (laughs) I don't know why that's relevant to Pokemon. I got Corgredent. You know the fact... no. You know the fat no. chip, the fat squirrel. I don't. Know. Have you not caught the squirrel? Oh, yeah, I've caught the squirrel in real life. Yeah, in real there's life a, I did it. There's a fat squirrel called Greedent, yeah. and I renamed him to Big Chungus because <laughs> I'm just clever. Oh yeah, I saw that actually. I liked it's it on Big Twitter. Chungus. On Twitter, Big Chungus. Big Chungus Malungus. People keep finding my old videos where I say Chungus, and they get weirded out by the fact that I've got a character called Chungus, and I say Chungus. Wasn't Chungus a Biffo thing? No, Mr. James Sterling made it oh, famous, yeah. but people keep finding my like Advance Wars video where my character is called Chungus on it, and it predates um, Jim Sterling's <laughs> stuff, and people get freaked <coughs> out by it. All right, well, enough of freaking out the normies, breaking up the establishment, whatever they said in that Simpsons episode with Smashing Pumpkins... Um, <coughs> and the hippies. Um, I'm going to talk about Titans again. Do you Titans. remember I reviewed Titans season one from Team the DCU? Titans. No, it's Titans. 
These ain't no teenagers. These no. are the Titans. These ain't your daddy's teen this Titans. This ain't your daddy's teen Titans or your teen Titans, which was the, the chibi sequel thingy they made. Um, no, this is a full-on gritty redux of that fucking show. Um, basically, Titans got a second season, didn't it? Swamp Thing didn't. Titans did. And uh, Doom Patrol got a second season. Swamp Thing got cancelled halfway through, didn't it? second fucking season of Swamp Thing? Ended on a decent cliffhanger. It was the best of all three series. And it's the one that doesn't get to continue. Anyway, fuck it, I'm getting angry. Titan Season 1 pissed me off because it was amateur theatrics and it was a lot of like, oh, I'm not Batman, I'm going to beat Batman up and everyone's Fuck moody. Batman. Fuck Batman. And people were getting killed left around. So it was just, it was just, it wasn't very well done. I said there were some good moments like Hawk and Dove were a highlight, but for the most part, crap. Have their own series? No, they're not getting their own series. Oh. So, um, Is it the same actors that were cast for the series though? Yeah. They did, they did the thing, didn't they? Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. are you talking about? Are you thinking about um, the Marvel series? For... Oh, Cloak and Dagger. No, but yeah. Hawk and Dove was. A... Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So they were. They, Cloak and Dagger got cancelled. Like yeah, but I'm sure Hawk and Dove was going. That's well, long before Titans. I saw so them. Hawk and Dove is. Um, it's two. It's two actors that are known. I can't remember either of their names, but the dude's the one from Blood Drive, which I liked before, and he's also in that that Laser oh, so Squad. Actors no one's heard of. Yeah, and that Laser Squad film that um, you'd know. He played one of the turtles in the live in the new live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were CG. Yeah, I know, but I think he was the guy in the costume doing the voice oh, and stuff. Johnny Raphael. Knoxville did the voice. Johnny Knoxville did Leonardo. Yeah, in the um, first one, not which the second. Which is a fucking terrible choice. He's all right. He's all right, but it's a fucking terrible choice. He's not a good Leonardo. Um, it's all right. It's not great. I shouldn't be so hard on Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> hard on. <laughs> um, anyway, so Titan season two, right? So the first season was all about dealing with um, Rachel, who was who was Raven, and she was dealing with her daddy issues, and eventually it sparked a whole thing where, where um, Dick Grayson. You're right. Are you actually coughing? Are you a raptor now? <laughs> Right. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Should we get the technical difficulties signed up? My festive clementine coke <coughs> in the back of my throat. It's actual poison. <coughs> <coughs> now I'm coughing. All right. Anyway, so Titan season one was all about Rachel dealing with dealing with um, whatever is uh, Trigon, her dad. Yeah, he's a demon. Um, he's a demon. The end of that series, Dick ends up getting possessed. <laughs> And there's this whole, like, um, he he's living in an imaginary world where Batman's gone evil and killed a bunch of people, but it's actually him trying to deal with the demon. So this season, um, this season, that's all resolved in the first episode, and there is a new threat. It's Deathstroke. It turns out that the Titans, as they are now, were um, are actually the second iteration, and the first inter- iteration disbanded because they had a confrontation with Deathstroke. Um, Who'd be the first set of Titans? So the first set of Titans were Dick Grayson, Hawk and Dove were involved, and then also Aqualad and um, uh, Donna of Troy. Deanna Troy. Deanna, no, it's not Deanna of Troy, it's Donna, Donna Troy. of Troy. Yeah, the Wonder Woman, the other, the other Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's w- basically woman. it, that's it. Because so. there's Wonder Girl and then there's the other Donna yeah, yeah. Troy. So those are all like the original, the original bunch from the first Titans. Um, super overpowered to deal with the stuff that Titans do, especially like Deathstroke. Like I know Deathstroke's like a good hand-to-hand fighter, but if like if Aqualad wanted to just tear his fucking head off his shoulders, he could just set a shark on him. Yeah, Sharknado. But anyway, so um, so a lot of this series is them not retconning, but moving more towards an actual superhero team. Because mm. the first season there was a lot of driving about. One of the best things about the first season was they introduced the nuclear family. Which was a family of sleeper agents that, when woken up, would just be like roided out fucking psychopaths. They're all dressed like fifties, 
like a 50s nuclear family. Yeah. But they'd all just be like fucking martial arts nightmares just, and they chased after the Titans. Like the robots from Robocop a 3. A bit like the robots the from Robocop. The ninjas that, that cut off Robocop's arm conveniently just at the place where he can reattach yeah. a machine gun. Yeah. Yeah. That, just like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this second series, there's a lot more superheroes. So you've got Superboys in there now. You've got Crypto. Yay! Aqualad comes back. Yeah. Don of Troy comes back. Hawk and Dove are back. I think it's just called Donna Troy. Don of Troy? Donna Troy. Donna Troy. Oh, I think sorry. her surname is Troy. Oh, right. Okay. So Donna Troy. Um, and. Um, She's not Brad Pitt's sister. <laughs> and the, the two. So Troy. Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove are a couple. They're a couple in the comics. And I think that. I think that they're a couple Isn't in the comics. she like 20 years younger than him? No. In this, they're like, they're like five years difference, I yeah. think. It's around that. Because <coughs> I thought it was a bit like Black Cat and Canary sort of thing. No, no, it's only five years. Only five years. They years suck anyway. But um, so it's really interesting that they've tried to bring back all these groups, but at the same time they're still trying to do the weird grittiness. So every so often there's like that seeps in there, mm. and there's some fun fun episodes. It's a lot better. It is a lot better. Yeah. I think they were so afraid of leaning into the Titans that Starfire was like a complete. Well, I think the first one they wanted to sell the DC streaming services not being like the stuff that's yeah. on TV. And one of the weirdest things is the original series, they were like, they were like, oh, Starfire doesn't know where she's got her powers, but she's like an FBI fucking agent. You don't get into the FBI and not know your history. Why does Starfire have a job? She's, I don't know. She's a princess. So by this series, you discover she is a princess and one of her royal guards come down and her sister, who is a villain in Teen Titans, yeah. she appears and she steals, steals her crown so that she can't use her powers probably. Just like the whole thing is leaning more into those comic books, those comic book tropes. I think probably the biggest tell for this is that it, within the first five or six episodes you're introduced to Superboy and Crypto, the Wonder Dog. Mm. And I think that's immediately like, oh, okay, they understand what they are now. Because the first series it was just driving around. No one knew what was going on. It was all just like really dark, really gritty and really shit. This There's like some levity. Gar's in it. He's good. Although, they, like I said, the grittiness still comes through. In How the long last- until they introduce Lobo? Not long. I reckon they could bring Lobo in. Because they're, they're, that's, that's like the inevitable... What, Lobo against Superboy? You'll get someone else playing Lobo. It'll be a shit version of Lobo, like on Krypton. And um, I don't know why they've never just gone for someone who's like a fucking oh, God, wrestler. they're going to do the emo Lobo. No, no one the can do the emo. No, one. that's dog shit. It's gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I'm mostly surprised about how easily I got through it. That's probably the, the biggest the biggest compliment I can give it, is that I didn't spend... I don't watch the first series. Well, with the first series, I kept having to stop for days... Because I just you can't. I don't know, I'm on about three months of not watching Punisher, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> I need to finish that at some point. But it's it's not like Punisher because Punisher I found like oh look Punisher's an interesting character I can kind of get on board with this. In the first season they just change character traits all the time mm. and it's just crap. This series I'm kind of into it. I just breeze right for it again. Really oddly enough, of all the characters they've got, Hawk and Dove are the ones that have the best storylines. Mm. Mainly mainly because they're actual people. Like Aqualad's introduced, and he's just another Donna of Troy. Uh, Donna Troy, sorry. Um, that's like his arc. DC comics, man. Sorry, no. That's his arc, and 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 that's it. And and spoilers, like he gets really seriously injured. He's yeah, not yeah. missed because he never uses his powers or does anything. I mean, Whereas, he's not in the ocean, they gotta get to the ocean. <laughs> he's gonna go lie in a puddle for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, but Hawk and Dove have like a really good story. So it starts off that they've realised that. It's not a healthy relationship, and she's been sneaking off to fight crime, and he's trying to settle in and completely dedicate himself to a more normal life. She's been life. fighting crime behind his back. Yeah. Um, and then they join the Titans again, and she and her, Hawk and Dove split up, and she starts seeing Dick, 
And as soon as I Well who showed her that? <laughs> as soon as as soon as they introduced this thing where she's seeing Dick whilst Hawk is still around, I was like, but what store what does this do for the story? Because it doesn't do anything. No. There's no point to it. Mm. It's just a case of like, oh they split up, okay. And then they get back together. But then they split up again because they decide it's unhealthy. And then they get back together. And then at the end he says he says <laughs> spoilers by the way, he says Shall we? We can we be together? Can we be Hank and I can't remember it. And she's like, no. And he goes, well, how about Hawk and Dove? And she's like, little smile on her face. She's so attractive, it's upsetting. She is so fucking stunning. But that's besides the point. I can't be like, I'm not gonna be like that. (coughs) What if Owlman comes into confusion even further? I'd be happy with that. She clearly likes Um, bird boys. There's there's a great episode with Hawk and Dove when they do split up when they go their own their separate ways like midway through the season. He ends up falling back because he's he's an ex drug addict, so he ends up falling back into like just trying to score score drugs and just basically be a fucking downer. Um, but he's he's doing like he's having like little so you know like Wolverine in the beginning of X Men, he's like fighting in an arena like this makeshift shitty oh, fight club right. in his full costume, and um and they set up like he's just gonna get his ass handed to him, but he's just owning shit, and it's really fun to see this actor just being like yeah. Mm. Got it! Like, it's just, it's like, oddly, like, seeing someone have fun and enjoying being a superhero, despite the fact he's half his tits on coke, being a superhero and just, like, kicking the shit out of people. I think every single CW show has at least one episode so far where a superhero has joined a fight club. (laughs) I mean, the latest issue of Arrow had... Yeah, but let's face it, they don't do coke. Oh, no, that was, like, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, no, the latest one, because there's been a break in there. No, there's a Groundhog Day episode. Is there? Yeah, you haven't watched that Mm. one yet. That'll be next, whatever, fucking... Racist. Sorry, <clears throat> but yeah, Titan season two. It's not great, still, but it's it's kind of good, mm. kinda. I think most of the like, I think Gar's good, Rachel Raven's good, um, Hawk and Dove are good. Dick Grayson's real bland. <laughs> Starfire, Starfire. I, I never really get like a beat on what her character is. Like, I think she realizes she's a queen and and but just wants to blend in and just be a human. When she's hanging out with the royal guard dude that, spoilers, she banged, like, apparently when he was a royal guard on their planet. Um, when she's hanging out with him and he's just like, she's like, a queen deserves whatever she wants. And he just smashes a window and grabs, like, a necklace and gives it to her. And she's like, she's like, oh, you can't do that. We've got to run away. And I'm like, but you're, like, laughing and reveling in this. You're encouraging him to commit crimes when you're meant to be a crime fighting. loves doing silly stuff. Yeah, crime fighting FBI agent. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's weird. Totally, it's all over the fucking place. How did you pass a background check to join the FBI? That's what I keep fucking trying to work. How do you even do a drugs test? Be like your blood glows. Yeah, like I'm gonna give you one what guess. Eyes are orange, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, no, they're not in this. I only want to use their powers. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. It's still like I said. Other than the couple of the central cast being dog shit, the rest of it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as a whole. I'm going to give it a... we got some guy playing Bruce Wayne in here, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And he's not bad. Scott Scott Glenn. And it's really funny. They're into uh, older Bruce Waynes now, aren't yeah. they? Um, it's, really, it's really funny. So him, when Dick's imagining him in his head, speaks with like a weird, like, Brooklyn accent. And it's just like a bit of a sassy, like, sassy gangster style. Almost something that you'd experience in Spider-Man, the cartoon. Yeah. But when he's talking to the Titans, he's like, Titans, you did an excellent job today. Mm. You did a great job. You did so well. Talks like Dr. Fraser Crane. You did so well, Titans. I'm so proud of you. You know what we need to do? We'll have some cake. Mm. But I won't have any cake because I'm bad. 
Oh, uh, what did I say? What did I reveal? <laughs> That's. But yeah, it's it's a sh- like donut. It's, it's frosted. <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time before Mister Freeze? Yes, me, Bruce Wayne, not Batman. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 it's strong enough that I can recommend it to people. I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a. I'm, Finger at the bum. No, I'm going to give it a George Clooney. Mm. Do you give it a George Clooney? George Clooney doing an espresso advert so he can pay for a satellite network to spy on. Um, freaking, what country was it? I can't remember what country it was. Wait, what happened? Oh, George Clooney did those Nespresso adverts so he could pay for a satellite network to, to so he could use surveillance on a country, I can't remember which one it was, that he's obsessed, the one he really loves, he did a whole film about, where he's like... Ecuador? Something like that. But he's like freaking using it to help inform people when attacks are coming their way so they can get people out of places. Oh, what, the kaiju? Something like that, not kaiju, no, that giant robot. But monsters... They don't no. have giant robots, he doesn't have giant robot robots. money, he's got... He's got orbital yeah, but he's like weapons. He's looking out like, oh, some attack's coming your way and they warn the village that's going to be attacked so they can escape. Oh, right. Stuff like that. He's, but he did the espresso advert so he can have his own satellite network. He does loads of humanitarian shit. He used to have a pot-bellied pig. I want to be rich enough to do coffee adverts so I can have a satellite network. You want to be rich enough so you can be technically a supervillain. Yeah, I want the satellite from G.I. Joe Retaliation. The one that drops the big old tungsten rod into the ground and wrecks London. That was awesome. Oh, and then you put on the Iron Man suit. That was, that was unique. It then was you different. Put on, then you put on the Iron Man suit and you go running down the street. Get an Iron Man suit. you go, whoa, I've got to get me one Iron of Man these! Suit pinch like crazy, man. I'm not going to wear one of them. It's, 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 you've been invited to one of the highest tactical tactical teams in the world. What do you have to say about our, equip, about our, our magical equipment? We're going, bitch, I've got to get me one of these! Marlon yeah. Wayans, please stop. <laughs> How do you feel, Channing Tatum? I pop my pecs in here. It's like, Channing, please stop. Okay, we're, we're playing characters. Just, just have a superhero team and just Marlon Wayans as a member of the team. <laughs> Bitch, I He's not playing someone. He's just Marlon Wayans. I don't, I don't... The rest of the film... I like. Have you seen the film D&D, the Dungeons & Dragons movie with Marlon Wayans in it? I've seen the Dungeons & Dragons film with friggin' G- Jeremy Irons and Ford Marlon Birch. Wayans is in it as well. well. I forgot about that. I didn't. He plays the thief. Oh. He's the guy who gets he killed look at initially. something he wants to steal when he goes, bitch, I've got to get me one of these. <laughs> and then steals goes, goes like, and opens oh, a map. That. Goes and opens a map and he just looks and he goes, bitch, I've got to get me one of these. It's, no, it is literally, of all the lines in G.I. Joe, for the first 15 minutes, they are oh, very... I'm thinking of the first one. No one watches the first. Well, in the first, the first 15 minutes, it's all very reserved. And then suddenly they're like, you know, we have some Iron Man suits. You could use yeah, suspicion. Exosuit. And then yeah, I've, I don't watch. Channing Tatum puts it on. He goes, "Ooh, all fits like a glove." And then, and then, and then Marlon Wayans and shit. Marlon Wayans puts it on. And goes, Bitch, I'm going because he's cool. And the writer, the person who wrote the film, has never heard black people speak outside of other things written by white people. It's, it's amazing. Stephen Summers, wasn't it? Yeah, he did the Mummy. <laughs> but Jojo Retaliation then, is a vastly superior film. Rachel Wise picks up the map and says, Bitch, I'm going to get me Rachel one Wise. Rachel Wise. Robert Wise. Rachel Wise. Rachel Wise. Or Wesk. How do you say her name? Wise. Rachel Wise. Wise. Oh, she's in The Mummy. The Mummy. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was saying. Talking about G.I. No, I was talking about The Mummy. I was saying Stephen Summers sneaks it into every series. Ah. Like, like she <laughs> jumped up. It was John Hanna's line. It was a little kid's line <laughs> in the John, second one. Yeah, John Hanna is... That is his line in the third one. Yeah, the little in kid the, in the second no, one. No, in the sequence, it's it's Brendan Fraser, but Brendan Fraser goes, i got to get me one of these! He doesn't say bitch. No. Because he's careful. He's Catholic. Catholic. Is he? Sure, why not? 
<laughs> God, I'm, I'm glad to find out that this. Beck isn't Scientologist. Oh yeah, anymore. Yeah, he, he well, no, he went and said um, people just started spreading that. He never felt the need to dispro- discredit it. But apparently, he's never been a Scientologist, so that's okay. His parents are. But anyway, you done? Yeah, go 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 for it. Oh, really? Just, just yeah. go for it. Yeah, just go for it. Oh wait, can you talk about something? Can you just name an object? You. Bet you're gonna get me one of these. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been playing Crackdown Three. Oh what? No, what really? Yeah. Talk to me about Crackdown Three. I'm fascinated. Um, it's really good. Is it? Yeah. I've, better than Crackdown got... One? No, nothing's better than Crackdown Two. Yes, a lot better than Crackdown Two. Better than Crackdown Three. But it is Crackdown Three. So. So equal to Crackdown One. It's equal to Crackdown Three. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, so surprised they kept. The... They got weird reviews when it came out. Loads really of people reviews. were like, some well, some people didn't like it. Some people loved it. And I'm playing it, and I'm not seeing the problem. It is Crackdown. It is straight up the first Crackdown game with a new liquor cut paint. You can criticise it for not being particularly new. That's fine. It's but remember the second one. The orbs. The second one had like this whole thing where zombies. Fucking terrible. It was a whole thing where the entire game was you go into a den and then you fight wave after wave of zombies. Yeah. And that was it. You did that like nine times, and the game was over. And then you then you realise you accidentally played Sunset Overdrive for ten hours. But the first one had the whole, you know, there's a bunch of crime lords and you can take them on at any time you want. And you have to, like, find your way to take them on and, like, you know, you build up your skills and stuff. So eventually you've got enough skills you to get up that top building. You did not play Crackdown right. So Crackdown, you you get dropped into an area and you go, all right, how many orbs can I see? Yeah, you collect the orbs. Get those orbs. And then you don't do anything but collect orbs. Yeah, well, you kill the bad guy. I didn't shoot anyone for a good four hours in that game. I was just collecting orbs. Oh, I... I you take out people so they don't shoot you when you collect oh, orbs. Oh, no, I collected all the orbs yeah. and then I jumped to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> that was the overall goal. I jumped goal. in the toilet. There's <laughs> a giant toilet. Oh, yeah, there's the smokestacks. There's a giant toilet you drop into, yeah. But um, this one, yeah, it's more like the first one. It's Okay. Each area's got, like, loads of these small things. So each, Any each zombies? crime boss, no, thank God. No. Each crime boss has, like, one of the crime bosses is an AI, which is quite neat. It seems... And it seems the guy who created it is a bit in love with the AI. He likes so it's like the sequel to her. It's weird, yeah. It's jo- it's Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is just like, yeah. I don't know how to get out of this relationship. <laughs> I deleted the uh, the app, but it didn't work. I it's cleared like, my browser history. It's still there. The way you sort of you get intel on the bosses and stuff, and you like they've all got their own certain thing that they're in charge of. So one of them's in charge of this factory where they're pulling this green shit out of the ground and processing it. <gasps> Zombie to, juice. Like, make something to do Zombies. horrible stuff with it. Um, you can wreck there. There's one guy who's in charge of, like, a quarry area and there's all this machinery and you have to wreck his machinery. I wonder um, what his... There's monorails you can take over. Quandaries. And there's, like, there's people who are held in prison cells just out in the open. So you just jump in and smash them up. Um, but you clear each of those and it makes it opens up the ability to go after the boss and stuff. So it's not like the first one in the sense that you can't just go straight for the boss straight away. Um, but it is it's a lot more just go around, have some fun. You know, you might stumble into something you can do. Um, the climbing the towers thing, like which is usually tedious as fuck in the games, it's actually kind of fun in this one because they are actually like they're things to test your jumping abilities. And some towers you're not going to be able to get up until you've got a certain amount of jumping height going on which is neat um, the, you get the vehicle that can climb up walls and all that sort of stuff it's a bit light kind of bounces all over the place a bit mm. um, some dirty water you don't want to go in poisons you what happens green water you start getting injured you, you come like a zombie um, you can play as Terry Crews what um, the intro sequence is fucking amazing you get Terry, Terry Crews. Crews yeah you get Terry Crews 
full Terry Crews, the full Terry Crews. Yeah. He's coming out, he's like, he's insp- giving an inspiring speech to his troops, and they're like, yeah, we ain't going to take all this shit. I'm going to get out there. He starts like doing a dance, wiggling his feet around, going to get my shiny shoes on. Yeah. And then just as he's like about to say, okay, let's kick some ass, his massive explosion goes off and he gets ripped to pieces. Oh, really? And someone like finds what's left of his corpse, and he's like basically skeleton with like barely crusty bits of skin and his intestines are hanging out yeah. and she's like okay I'm gonna I can revive you but I need to get your assurance you're gonna help me take down these bastards who took over the city because this evil set of conglomerates to take over the city and you just see like his bony like barely him together think farm just go <laughs> nice um I'm when you jump, that. when you're jumping around with him, you're like jumping up buildings and stuff. And every now and again, he'll say stuff like "fuck gravity." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I love Terry. Crews. Um, yeah, he's straight up Terry. Crews. I'm not playing as any other character. I'm playing as Terry. Crews. Yeah, of course. This Why would like, you play as any unnamed character? It's like when you play, play as Terry was it Saints Row Four? And you could play as Nolan North. Yeah, and it was literally you Nolan, Nolan North. North. Yeah, but um, oh yeah, wait, no, he's... Keith David was an option in that one as no, well. No, Keith David was no, he a was, side he character. He was your VP. Yeah. He was my VP. And then he helped me fight Rowdy Ruddy Piper. Yeah. I really like Saints Row 4, thinking yeah. about it. Saints Row 3 is the best one, but 4 is great. Saints Row 3 was the best one. Mm. But that was because, I think mean, that everybody sort of skipped it until the content was released, and then by the time you played it, it was just so much to do. It's a good game. I love yeah. it. I Dildos. played it that was out. I fucking churned through that one. Dildos. But, um, yeah, Crackdown. I'm, love, I'm, I'm liking it. 4 it's, had the dubstep go. If you wanted something more than the previous Crackdowns, you played the first one and you were like... Oh, this is fun, but it's a bit simple. This isn't for you. This is still the same level of simplicity. There's some multiplayer mode. I've not touched it. I don't care. Is it still the same game where no matter what machine gun you use, it feels like the same machine? It's all fine. You got no. You got all sorts of different guns in this one. Um, there's a free DLC on the store that doesn't come with a Game Pass version. You have to go to the store and find it. Yeah, it took me ages to bloody find it because the store's a freaking mess on the what Xbox. Does it do? Um, it's a rocket launcher that fires ducks that explode in a cluster bomb, and the ducks go quack, 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 quack. God, how is that not? And just Terry Crews is like, "Take that, mother ducker!" Oh, Terry Crews, national um, treasure. But yeah, there's some, there's other guns like laser rifles. You got um, grenades are quite fun in it. There's incendiary and electric and frost grenades, but you also get stuff like um, jump pads. You can throw them down on the floor in front of you, run towards them, bloop. But you can also like throw them in front of an enemy's car and launch the car in the air. Or you can oh. throw it into a wall, and if the enemies get near it, they'll get launched flying. Stuff like that. That's quite neat. But the main trick is to chuck it down in front of you as you run and go boing straight up yeah. into the air. Um, like neat stuff like that. You can call in reinforcements and things. And the more areas you break free, the more reinforcements you can get. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's still got the same stuff. Still got the stunt wheels to jump through and all that sort of thing. It's still got that whole climbing element where you'll find places where you can't quite make a jump just yet. But once you found a few more orbs, oh, you can make it. Love orb um, collecting. Yeah, it's only the only the agility orbs and the mystery orbs around the city. Because I think in the original one, you still had orbs for... you got shooting orbs yeah. and you got driving orbs. I'm pretty sure you could collect individual ones, couldn't you, of all of them? Yeah. Because this one, it's like, there's the mystery orbs, which give you a bit of everything, and there's the agility orbs. And the only way to get the driving ones is doing stunts in the cars or jumping through the stunt and shooting rings. ones you get from shooting. Yeah, that's, shooting that's explosions and punching. you got yeah. punching as well. Crackdown um, 2, that's where that came from. Yeah. But it's like it's upgrading stuff really quickly. Like quite early yeah. on, it gives you the ability to aim for heads and arms and stuff like that. <sighs> I love that targeting system on the first game. Like mm. you know, you lock on and you push the analog stick to yeah. aim. Because I miss that sort of targeting system. Like you know, Goldeneye had. No, Goldeneye. Goldeneye had that targeting system where you could press a button for fine aiming, and you could like aim yeah, for heads. and it brought up the horrible reticle <clears throat> that you controlled with the yeah. But I love that on Goldeneye because no. it was like it felt different, and it was Ugh. at the time a lot of first person shooters were all run and gun. Mm. But they got rid of that fine name and switched it to Iron Sights. And Iron Sights, like, every game has them now. Bring back, let's bring back the fine aiming thing. You want, like, Time I want, I want to still be hip shooting, but I want to be like, whoop, have you seen? Have you seen that Time Splitters 2? The, the Time <coughs> Splitters HD remasters are finally moving along. Are they? They better. Yeah. I don't want Time Splitters 1 and 2. 
What? Tyson Fury was great. It's all right. Tyson Fury is great. Mm. It's in Future Shaun of the Perfect. Dead. It was mm. in Shaun of the Dead. The first time split is weird and yeah, it's first a collection time of cool. First time split is just a collection of fun levels. Yeah, it's, the second it's, it's, one is a masterpiece. The second one's a masterpiece just because that was the <coughs> first game that I ever played that you could get like forty bots <coughs> and just go fucking. I made crazy. like Doom levels and Goldeneye levels in it and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm I'm liking Crackdown Three and the HDR on it is gorgeous. Mm. Like it's, neon everywhere. Yeah, in the nighttime. When you play mm. it for the daytime, though, I'd think it's on purpose. I assume it's all they just didn't know what to do. Um, everything looks really dull and grey during the daytime. Oh, which is like it's supposed to be a city that's taken over by corporate entities and you know totalitarian rulers and all this sort of stuff. So I think that's on purpose. Like the whole. City looks kind of dull and grey, and then when he gets the nighttime, colours boom out of everywhere. Yeah, um, I'm liking stuff like the graffiti that's like floating neon holograms and stuff. It's a neat, weird thing. Lord knows how someone sprays that on. I'm guessing. Oh right, like actual graffiti. Yeah, but it looks like neon floating things. But yeah, the HDR on it's lovely, especially if you like. It's like really vibrant. You have to calibrate it a bit. They do a bit. Do your calibration. Calibrate the HDR, then calibrate the brightness, and then calibrate the HDR again. Just get it. Dial just it in just right. Just right. Just get it right. But um, yeah, I'm I'm liking the game. Um, I remember them saying there's like frame rate dips and stuff, but I think that's been worked out, and I think it's fairly stable yeah, on Xbox like, One X. Probably a few patches and so, sort that straight out. Yeah, so. apparently the first Crackdown goes full 4K though. Like this one, apparently doesn't. I couldn't tell. It looks 4K, but apparently the first Crackdown you put that in the Xbox One and it will upscale to 4K and run 60 frames per second. Some of the 4K upscales on those old Xbox yeah. games are fucking incredible. Yeah, Civilization Revolution I was really impressed with. Yeah. But um, yeah, Crackdown 3, it's it's out and you can play it, I guess. Yeah. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. And I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much else to say, is there, when it's on Game Pass? Um, uh, so my next review is going to be a movie. I saw a movie. Yeah. I watched a movie. Do you know how long that movie was, Ant? Uh, one minute forty four seconds. Three hours and thirty minutes. Yeah. Do you see twats like saying, "Oh, here they can break it up to be like a more manageable." Yeah, 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 yeah. Did Fuck those twats do that for the Avengers Endgame? No, uh, didn't. Cuts. So I watched The Irishman, which is the new Marty Scorsese film. Oh, Marty. Marty Scorsese film. Um, straight off the bat, I'm I'm gonna try to avoid talking about the plot because it's non-linear, non-linear. So there is a framing device, which is a journey, oh. which, only, which only frames part of the film. And then towards the end, there is another framing device as the, as the past and present all converge and they come to the... Time travel. No, no, no. no. Oh. But once the stories have been told, once they get to a point where they, where they finish the, the journey, you then go into... So you, you follow the characters from that point. But anyway... <coughs> so The Irishman is about... Robert De Niro is an ex-serviceman who has... Started making money with a few little schemes on the side whilst working for him, for a meat transportation company, and uh, eventually he comes he comes into contact with, with Joe Pesci, who um, who is a, a low level gangster, but his brother's his brother is um, Raymond. For everyone loves Raymond, he's oh, a lawyer. No. Well, that's a pity. It's actually not bad. Yeah. He's he's really good in this. Um, so Joe Pesci and Rob De Niro. Is he meet- Italian enough for? Yeah, Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro meet when Robert De Niro's (coughs) truck is having issues at a a gas stop. So Joe Pesci gives him a hand, Um, and then later in the day, Robert De Niro, his little side hustle, is meant that he doesn't really meet for the for the organisation he's meant to be doing a legitimate delivery for. Mm. And so his boss tries to fire him, and he takes legal action and comes into contact with Raymond from Everyone Loves Ray. 
Um, which is when, which is when he, um, he finds out he's brothers with Joe Pesci and all these connections sort of come together and, and basically Robert De Niro, he, he says to almost everyone that he meets, he's a, he's a painter. He paints houses. Um, he's actually a hitman mm. after his years in the army. And there's a very good scene in which they explain what happens. So he, he talks about his time in the army and, um, and says, basically what they do is the general will be like, Go and take him off that way. And they, they wouldn't say so much with words what they meant. But you know what they meant. You know that, you know, you weren't going to carry these guys to the next battle. You can't trust them. So they'd say, just go take him in the woods. And, you know, they'd just give you that look. And it's, and it's his, his, that's, that's almost word for word what he says. And it's kind of that, that way of him talking. Like he's like so matter of a fact about everything that he does. Um, the whole film's spectacular. Um, eventually they all, eventually they lead, like his work and, and the work they do leads to Jimmy Hoffa, who is obviously the union boss who, who was very prevalent at the time, like a mm. big figure in the sixties and seventies. Um, and, and he starts working with Jimmy Hoffa and they become very close. And eventually Jimmy's work with the unions caused him to become paranoid. And he, he's almost like, he's very similar to the character from Goodfellas, the main character from Goodfellas played by Ray Liotta. Like he's almost that sort of like, not because of drugs, but just because of his life and how it's impacted. He slowly becomes more paranoid and strange. Mm, is he a and, wise guy? No, he's not. He's a, he's a well, It's not like Ray Liotta then. Ray Liotta was no, a wise Ray guy. Was a, well, no, Ray Liotta wasn't a wise guy because he wasn't one of the Italian mob families. That was, that was Robert De Niro in, in Goodfellas. Joe Good Pesci. fellas could be made into a wise guy. Joe Pesci couldn't be a wise guy. Joe Pesci wasn't one of the families. He couldn't be a wise guy. Um, so anyway, so it's it's really fucking good. I don't want to go into any detail. It's really, really fucking good. I mean, if anyone expected it not to be, they obviously haven't seen his last few films because they've all been pretty fucking great. Yeah, but it's not as good as a Marvel movie. <laughs> <coughs> one thing I will say, one thing I will say is... I went into this expecting it to be the magic of Goodfellas because Goodfellas is a film about gangsters being fucking rock stars. Mm. Goodfellas is the kind of film where you you know they're bad people and they're fucking bad people, but you kind of want to hang out with them because they're fucking awesome. This they're funny, the, yeah. Um, this is slow and sad. Mm. Like these guys are like it's almost it's almost as if they skip the rock star phase and they just. You know when they give up the drugs and they're doing the same songs and every time they release yeah, well, a new album, people don't buy like them. Goodfellas is like the fantasy of it. Yeah, kind of. This is more like the reality of it. Well, this, and, and that's sort of, that's not all it is, though. Um, one thing, so Netflix, we talked about My Name is Dolomite, which is spectacular. Dolomite. It's a spectacular movie. It's a spectacular movie, and I said that that Wesley Snipes and, and Eddie Murphy need to be need to be shown some love. That you can't yeah, they don't get anything from the cameras, no, but, they're, they're, but they are fucking spectacular. You've got people in like Spielberg who don't like Joe the Pesci in this. Joe Pesci in this is fucking mm. masterful. Yeah. Al Pacino is being Al Pacino. You always get like sort of he's he's ah oh, oh yeah he's great. Oh in, no, um, Jack and Jill. Yeah, it's like it's fine. It's Al Pacino. Robert De Niro is. He wants to play Twister with your sister. Robert De Niro is fantastic. Robert De Niro is probably. Robert De Niro is probably the the he's not the linchpin that keeps it all together, but he as a central character is like a force of nature. Mm. You never under the you're never under the the idea that he's going to get caught or he's in trouble for stuff. He just sort of keeps the film he wants to do because he wants to act or because he wants to own a new restaurant. He wants to act. Yeah. He, he acts in this. He does act. One thing you have to have Adam Sandler film <laughs> soon. Then yeah. 
Uh, one thing that I, I will say is that some of the um, de-aging stuff is a bit distracting. Um, <clears throat> especially when you've got... The part I was talking about, the, the part where he's in the army, he's meant to be like him from Taxi Driver. <clears throat> or at least around that age. And because they've got their faces and it's not... You, you can do stuff to, to get around the fact that you can see it's a CGI face as opposed to real faces. You know, like, sometimes they use tricks. Like, in, in um, Forrest Gump, they make it look like old film stock. And that kind of hides it a little bit. Yeah. In this, they don't. It's all 4K, all HD. So it's just, it's just like, ah. You know, the thing is, the further you go back with it, the reference footage you're going to use for it is going to naturally not be quite as high yeah. detail as modern stuff. Exactly. But, um, but it's still doesn't fucking matter his performance shines through oh there's also a scene where he goes and he beats up some dude who, who pushed his daughter and the way that he fights you can see like he's he's an old man like trying not to swing his arm too much to pull his shoulder and he tucks his hands underneath his arms he's, body doubles and stuff yeah, and just that's, you the that's face over one it. of the things that a lot of people say is just use body doubles because he is he's doughy from the age of I don't know if he's meant to be 30 35 40 45 50 he's just doughy that's Robert De Niro well yeah but like that's that's the problem with having an older actor he's just doughy there's a lot of bolognese and you can't really tell whether or not he's meant to be a younger age and like mm. it makes a passage of time weird towards the end no you absolutely know how old he is because they show you and they like talk about it but Joe fucking Pesci in this is just phenomenal it's got more digital de-aging than most films have that's the thing it's like if you most films haven't done like half the film. Oh yeah, no, it's, like that. It's the like, closest would be Captain Marvel with Jack with Samuel Jackson, which was like nigh on spot on perfect yeah. the whole way through. There's but so Samuel much Jackson to it doesn't material. look much like he doesn't genuinely no. look that much older than he He's did in 70. the nineties. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Yeah, Robert De Niro is like got to be what seventy five. Yeah, the only film where friggin' Samuel Jackson looks his age is Black Snake. Black Snake Moan. <laughs> That's the only film where he's looked his age, even when he was he's the so age. He's so good in Black Snake Moan. Yeah, people don't people don't like that film. It's like freaking yeah, yeah. Black Snake Moan is probably yeah, but um, but yeah, Joe Pesci. He there's a scene in which they're sharing bread and they just tear these bits of bread off and they drink wine, and they're like it's just like this beautiful loaf of bread. They just tear bits. Oh, off. Was it like um, Lady in the Tramp? No, and they just get a bit it's of bread. Just like, just it's it's in his restaurant, so like Joe Pesci takes them to the restaurant and it's like this little bonding <laughs> thing that they do. And they repeat that scene when they're much, much older. Hmm. And it's the sadness behind that. Because Robert De Niro just goes and takes a chunk as if he's just going to be doing it fine. Joe Pesci's like, he's, his arms are fucked. He's got arthritis at that point, hmm. And he's shaking. And it's just the way that he goes, just just, just give me a tiny piece. Because I can't, I can't eat a big piece anymore. And he's like dipping it in this like fucking grape juice. Because they can't hmm. have wine in prison. Because they're all in prison towards the end. He hmm. dips it and he, he puts it in his, the way he's like. And it's just like, it's it, it fucking spot on. Mm. And it's just, I, I recommend anyone that likes, likes, I, I would say that the hardest film that I've seen, like, all the way through is Silence by Martin Scorsese. And it's not because that's a bad movie. It is difficult to watch those two men get constantly betrayed for a religion that may or may not exist and mm. may kill them in a misguided effort to try and give people Christianity. Like, it was a bad idea back then. Well, science isn't a fun film. It isn't a fun film, but it is mm. It is beautiful. Like, and once you yeah, bring Yeah, but in- none of Scorsese's films has made as much money as Avengers Endgame, so he must be a Wolf terrible director. Wolf of Wall Street hasn't made $2 billion. So oh, that's true. He must be a terrible director. What does he know about cinema? So, this is an interesting thing. You can't... Spawn is possibly the highest peak of cinematic... 
Here's what? the problem with modern day. And it's just like... Kids get all their fucking critiques no. from fucking cinema sins. No, 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 no. That's, that's not the issue. The issue is that there's no middle ground anymore. Yeah. It's like... It's like politics. Everything's good, great, or terrible. It's like politics. It's like you're either right wing or you're left wing. Oh, do you think that people deserve rights? Oh, you're left wing. Do you think that people should have less rights? You're right wing. I mean, I oh, but you want people to have guns, so you're right wing. Right but you want but... you don't want people to have guns, so you're left wing. You're like people want to fit stuff into boxes. So, oh, you you, you like Marvel movies? Then you can't <laughs> like this movie, or or oh, you you don't like Marvel movies? Oh, you must love this French movie that I saw twenty years ago. You know, it's it's not so simple. That's too simple. It's too black and white. People can like all films. I like films that other people don't like and people like films that I despise. But when it comes to stuff like Martin Scorsese, someone who is, who is a master of cinema and, and there is no way to argue that he is a master of cinema. He's earned that. Stanley Clu- Stanley Kubrick. You could half-arse a film it still comes out as good as Shutter Island. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick, you've got, you've got Martin Scorsese, you've got people, you've got people like like Quentin Tarantino. People say you got Max Land. <laughs> you say people like Quentin Tarantino, like oh I love Quentin Tarantino, oh it's great cinema, great cinema, I love it, I love it. It's like no, Quentin Tarantino makes schlock. But I thought makes- it was funny when everyone was like ragging on Martin Scorsese for like what do you, what, how how are your films so good? Also, have you seen the Joker? It's amazing, true cinema. And the Joker is literally a love up to Scorsese films. It's also dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> we never stop saying it's dog shit. I'm so annoyed. It's not even that it's dog shit. It's just the fact that I said it was okay and people had a go at me. And then I said it was crap and people had a go at me. And I was like, but I'm not going to say it's good because I didn't like it. It's okay. I'll watch it eventually. It's fine. And that's the problem. No, people book tickets for Star Wars. Shit. Oh, yeah. Star Wars December 18th, 19th. Oh, Why is it late in the month? Do I'm going to be now. in Holland. Ha! Yeah. I'm not going to um, see it in Dutch. No. The Star Wars. I saw... Prometheus and um, Cabin in the Woods in the Swedish cinema. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They just play them with subtitles, don't they? Yeah, Swedish subtitles, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be fine. That's a thing. I might go do that. Um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, The Irishman, <laughs> it's it's incredible. It's it's a feat to have all these actors come back and then... A feat? Is it Tarantino film then? It is, it is incredible to see them all back <clears> on screen. <throat> it is not what you expect. It is so much sadder so much more emotional than, than anything that I've seen in a very long time and it captures like even though the more digital effects than the end of Infinity War even though even though there is CGI used in a lot of scenes the emotion just pours from every every single shot and it is it is spectacular and yeah I just I, I think that I think that it's it's a shame that people aren't just immediately watching this there's a scene where Robert De Niro fights on top of a helicarrier <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, there is, yeah. Then it'd be this a is a Tom Atkins. This film is a Tom Atkins. It's phenomenal. <coughs> Thank you, Martin Scorsese. It's a fucking gift. Yeah, you should when you should meet Martin Scorsese and go up to him and be thank you for the films. <laughs> and he'll be like, fucking hell is this wise guy over here? Thank you. Thank you for your movies. They are spectacular. It's like, I'm directing Ant-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. Ant-Man versus Ray Liotta. <laughs> Well, who's Ray Liotta playing? No, they're just Ray Liotta. No, just Ray Liotta from Goodfellas. Yeah. I'm going to pose him in every scene. That man jumps into the... <laughs> that man just jumps into the crevices on his face. Yeah. <laughs> All the acne scars he's got. So I'm going to get Paul Rudd and Ray Liotta's... Gonna, I'm going to superimpose Paul Rudd and, and Ray Liotta in that scene where he just goes over and beats the shit out of someone with a, with a, with a gun. Instead, it's going to be Paul Rudd that he's beating the shit out of and that's the inciting incident. Yeah. And the gun's going to be made out of vibranium. 
Ooh. Yeah. So they can tie back into Black Panther free. Yeah. We've got to get to we've got to, get, we've got to think about the sequel. Blank to the hood. Yeah. <laughs> We're saying a Black Panther three might Black Panther two might have Doctor Doom in it. Yeah. I was hoping for Namor. Like there was a hint in Endgame that I thought, oh that's referencing that's probably something to do with Namor. They say there's Daniel Kulaya. I, I, I want freaking Namor. Who'd be Namor? Who'd be a Someone great who's a fucking asshole. Sheila Booth. <sighs> no, Charlotte Booth's actually quit he's going back to being good now. Yeah. Um, no, you want God to be named Zach Efron, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson, Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, your daughter looks great. Nice. <laughs> How old's your daughter? Shiri, come over here. Make me some special pants. I'll take these off so you can get measurements. Yeah. Have you ever been adopted before? <laughs> Woody Allen's a bad person. <coughs> I saw a, I saw um I saw an incredible so, um I think it was the Onion had an article about Scarlett Johansson still still were uh, defending him yeah and it was like it was a Tizioro Johansson has said famous trans actor Tizioro Johansson has said <laughs> she should learn when to cut her losses I mean really. she's she's got away with playing an Asian lady so it just now's Emma Emma Emma, um, what's her face did the Asian lady? Emma. Emma Thingy, what's her name? The one who was in Amazing Spider-Man. Emma Stone, no, she yeah. was, she was Hawaiian. That's the woman's Asian. Like the woman in the film that's based on is an Asian. Oh, um, that Hawaii film? Yeah. Uh, Aloha? Yeah. That was a bad movie. Yeah. That was made by... Directors. No, that was made by a very famous director. The guy who did Almost Famous. I can't remember his name now. Oh, him. Yeah. Um, he makes a lot of those biopics, musical things. Yeah. Um, God, what is his fucking name? What kind of Steven Soderbergh? No. The Steven Globe. Summers. Steven Summers, yeah, Steven Summers. <laughs> Bitch, i got to get me one of these. It's Brendan Fraser, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that classic, classic in O-Tour trick. He's got to sneak Brendan Fraser in. All right, and you're in G.I. Joe. He wasn't G.I. He played yeah. the original Joe, didn't he? No, well, he played... No, the original Joe was... Um, was Bruce Willis in the second one. He was the guy who was training everyone. He was actually meant to be a descendant of the character from The Mummy. He said the same name. All right. Yeah. The Mummy was such a good movie. Yeah, the first one. So good. Oh. Do you never get sad thinking about the way that cinema could have gone? 4K Blu-ray, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Do you ever get sad about the way that cinema's gone? Like, you like... we In 1998, we got The Mummy, right? This spectacular CGI sword and sandal adventure film that just had loads of really fun moments. X Men Spider Man happened. Yeah, and then, <laughs> but but then they all got like they got sequels, and then superhero movies started becoming a film. The Mummy got sequels. The Mummy got not only three sequels, but it also oh, got three of them. There's three sequels. There's four Mummy films. Yeah, or something like that. And then there's all the Scorpion King films. <sighs> there's like five of them. It's about seven hundred eighteen of them. The Rock was in one of those. Yeah. Once, for the time. Yeah, no. Was it John video. Cena? No, no, they're all, um, there's a Re- UFC Randy fighter. Ortiz? Yeah, the one of those ran- runners, Randy, Randy, Randy Savage? No. <laughs> uh, one of those UFC guys, isn't it? The one who's not the guy from... Kimbo Slice. <laughs> the only one I care about, UFC guy turned actor, is that guy from friggin', um Godzilla Final Wars. Don, what's his face? The one who's like, you wouldn't hit a woman, would you? Don, and he just... Don, what's his name? 
Don Fry. Don Fry, yeah. Freaking legend. You wouldn't hit a woman, would you? He smiles, <laughs> just slaps her across the face. Um, I spent I spent a good 20 minutes the other day quoting Black Dynamite with a friend. And you know when you think about like UFC fighters and stuff like that, and people mm. that would just be good in any mm. role, how did Michael J. White never play Black Panther? I know. He's Bronze Tiger. He's Bronze Tiger, but... but he was Spawn. He was Spawn. Oh, that's a point. He did Spawn. Yeah. Because I was thinking, it's either... Well, Wesley Snipes couldn't because he got too old and also tax. Couldn't, couldn't get paid if he's not going to pay his tax. And also, he was already Blade, so he didn't want to like mix those two together. But how did Michael J. White never get a Marvel movie? He's so fucking good. Hmm. He's got the comedy. He's got the martial arts. He could have been like a really good Luke Cage in the 90s. He could have been such a good Luke Cage right now. I, I quite like Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. I like Mike, Mike Coulter as well, but he's too serious. I want someone who will pick up a phone. Uh, he dabbed in the second series. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, can you imagine? Dab. Can you imagine if like he... He had a deadly boomerang. He said Sweet Christmas quite a few times. He did say Sweet Christmas. But yeah. I reckon Michael J. White could say Sweet Christmas. He'd say, he'd say it well. Yeah. He could beat someone up Hello? and like a chain this comes flying through the window. And no way, I'm not coming to fight you, Bush. Smacks the Bush, guy in the Bush face. Then puts the phone down. He's fighting Bushmaster and a chain comes flying through the window and smacks Bushmaster in the face. He's like, oh, bitch, I threw that shit before I came in the room. No, no, it'd be, if you remember, you remember Black Dynamite where the cream corn slaps that guy, but it slaps him yeah. for real and he's bigger than him and then suddenly cuts this weedy little guy and <laughs> slapped in the face. It'd be like that much. Is that a little Chinese kid with his legs blown off? He said, Bush, I, what do I have? <laughs> I said, I don't speak that shit. No. But I can tell his eyes, he's like Black Dynamite. Wow. He's like Black Dynamite. Wow, Black Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Rascal, you've got to stop trying to experiment with your weird food. Classic. <laughs> Wontons and fries. No one's ever going to go for that shit. What have you now? I don't fucking know. Um, you just did the Irishman. Not a cat's got that name. I had two more things. You think you're one of those... One of the those, two games. You think you're one of those handsome guys who just walk show. into a room and give some girl a wink and a smile. And then all of a sudden, oh, I yeah, fall I in love with you. Really quickly, just do Walking Dead the first half right, of the cool, news go, series. Yep, series go, ten, go, go. Series Is ten. Dead yet? No, she's still around. Only for oh, half no. the episodes, though. Um, season ten, like they've they've actually managed to like do. I think it was eight episodes so far. Yeah. Um, without getting distracted by doing one of those episodes where they just stick with one character and kill the momentum of all the previous plots that you've been building up the last couple of weeks by focusing on one character for a whole episode. Because I kept doing that for a few series. I guess budget saving reasons, because if you if you do one episode, a bottle episode, effectively, mm. like you know, Doctor Who does it every series where they take the Doctor out the most of the episode. They just keep him in one set. Yeah, so you know, you don't have to film so much. You can stick with one actor who's a side character or something for a while. They didn't do much of that this series. The the closest one was one that largely focused on Negan, but it still went back to the other characters because Negan escapes from his jail cell. I say escapes. He basically someone left the door unlocked and he just walked out. It was a little girl, wasn't it? We don't know yet. Mm. Well, in the comics, it was... Uh, it was um... and Carl, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Carl. Yeah, he's dead. But, um, yeah, Negan, but he's gone off to sort of work his way into the Whisperers. And I kind of think the reason it is, because I, I think that he knows that there's a spy in amongst the Alexandrians, which you find out in the second to last episode in the last couple of minutes. And the last episode is all about them finding out there's a spy. Um, and it, But the thing is, like, it's because it was more focused on actually just keeping the stories going. The Whisperers are like they got some plan going on. Like they're they're sort of chipping away at people with paranoia. Like they keep like having these attacks happen. 
but they can't prove it's the whisperers who have done it because it doesn't it's just like some zombies turn up or something collapses or someone's ill and things like that people are getting ill or something and it's like their paranoia is making them think it's the whisperers but there's no evidence it is yeah. and the whisperers have as far as they can tell not passed over the line or anything but it's because there's a secretly someone in their group who's a whisperer that they don't realise. On the last series, did they have the thing with the heads on spikes? Yeah, yeah, and everyone got killed. And that's been playing this one. There's, um, was one of them? Was one of them the king? What's his name? Um, oh, no, friggin', um, yeah, he's not dead. No, he's his son. All oh, right, because his it son was on there. Martinez, the king. They killed all my favourite characters. Who? They killed them, um, the cute girls, and all that. And um, what's her name? The girl, the one, the one that Carl had a crush on. They killed her. Did they? Yeah. Oh, wait, the one that wasn't a Whisperer. No, no one had Whisperers in the group at that point. Though. No, the Whisperer girl, her daughter, Alpha's daughter, is in their group. Yeah, but that's the, after that. Oh, right, okay, that yeah. was after. I thought she she's was run off at some point, because okay. Alpha's been telling all the Whisperers that she's dead, and one of them saw her. Four Birch has been in this series. She's one of the Whisperers. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, is her dead still watching her have sex? Probably, I don't know. Did yeah. you ever hear about that? What, Fora Birch? Yeah, so Fora Birch was in Hollywood for a long time, yeah? Yeah, she had all sorts of problems. Yeah, her problems were her dad. Yeah. Like, he had creative control over anything that she did, and if there was a sex scene starring his daughter, he had to be present on the day of shooting so that he could help direct the scene. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he just wants to... Fucking scumbag. Just interested in his daughter. Fucking scumbag. Pedo scumbag. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she's she's been alright in this series, because she's like... They've they've made characters out of a couple of the whispers. I'm guessing these are the characters who, you know, when it all comes to you an end, Alpha, they're going to keep a couple of them. You got Beta, you got Gamma. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what they're doing with Alpha and Beta in this, but the comics they're two of the most interesting in terms of their dynamics. So they got a thing going on. Beta's like subservient to Alpha, but they yeah. kind of like have this whole he's starting to question her and stuff. And okay, but he's still so committed to. Apparently, um, Fear of the Walking Dead had a reference to who Beta might be. A uh, baseball but, player in that. Yeah, in the comics he is, but apparently in this he's a singer. Oh, yeah, maybe a country western singer. Yeah. Yeah, there was a thing. Yeah. Um, so in the comics, really interesting. Alpha and Beta, so... Um, yeah, but it doesn't matter about the comics, it's not the real thing. The thing about Alpha is that she <laughs> says that the group, so they have to let into their animalistic nature, so that's the whole idea, is they are, yeah. they are as the Walking Dead. Um, and she admits to letting her daughter be molested by male members of the group when they feel that urge coming on and the only person that ever defended her was Beta hmm. and Beta has sex with Alpha no one else has sex with Alpha so if his urge is he has but like there's yeah, none that's going on in this it's really fucking dark in the comics but the whole point is that they they um, act like they have no home so they just travel with the, her- the herd right yeah the only reason they stop where Rick's group group are is because Rick accidentally kills one of them when they're taking down some walkers, right? No, Rick's gone. He hasn't even met him. <clears throat> and then from... Oh, yeah. But from there, basically, Alpha, who is meant to be this emotionless, all about the group, all about being animalistic and surviving, she shows all these... And that's where the cracks start forming in the group. Hmm. And then Negan comes in, kills kills Beta, because he's a fucking boss. In the comics, he's great. I really he's like, like worked his way into the group now and oh yeah. Beta hates him. It's fucking hilarious. When he's in the comics... He just won't he, stop talking. Yeah, in the comics he basically walks into the room and goes, he's like, he's like, so this is how you fuckers live. All right, cool. Well, I'm game for this. I'm not human anymore. Whatever I need mm. to do. And they're like... This whole thing where they're like, um, Beta's got him working with him for a day and they're like skinning zombies and yeah. Negan's hardly getting any of it and Beta's just like slapping a whole body's <laughs> worth of skin. And he's like, like, he's dragging a body into the... <coughs> 
<laughs> Bane comes on carrying two bodies at once and just chucks them straight <laughs> in the hole. In the comics, they Quite basically... Fun. He joins in and they're like, you'll get a suit when you're ready, but until you're ready, stay close to us and they won't pay you any attention. Hmm. And he's like, he's like, oh, okay, do I have to be silent and shit? Or can I, like... Then she's like, she's like, your your tongue will cause your death. And he's like, he's like, cause my death? What? Like that? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then they eventually, they do convene in like a little shack. Because he never actually gets like a skin suit. He doesn't go the whole whack with the group mm. in, in the comics. He gets a skin suit and he tries to... Well, he, he kind of seduces Alpha and then stabs her and then beats the shit out of... Beats the shit out of Beta with uh, Lucille. And that's when he breaks Lucille mm. and he stabs Beta in the I think he's got a it. different Lucille here because he's lost it and you never see him recover it. But I think he just made a new baseball bat. No, like I think it's meant to be the same one because yeah. there's like loads. Well, of they didn't know where they were. It. He never found out where it was. Yeah, there's loads in of this. merch about that shit. Like, so maybe someone, maybe someone found. Yeah, but not it. in this. In the show, he never. He was specifically like he had no idea where it was, and he's no. been out wandering around, and suddenly he's got a That's baseball bat weird. with barbed wire. It's because um something happens. Basically, he meets this guy, and this guy like is a big fanboy of his, and oh, yeah, they meet. The, they save this young woman and her son. And the kid, the kid, the fanboy kills them, and ba- and Negan beats the shit out of it, kills him. Oh, rocks. that doesn't happen in the comics. So the fanboy, the fanboy basically, um, Negan, well, he tells the fanboy to get lost because he's creeping him out. Yeah, so he convinces the fanboy to help him get out of town in the comics, and then the fanboy won't leave him alone. Mm. And the boy's like, the boy's like, oh, you're not some big shit, like you fucking, you kept saying you're with this and all that, but Rick fucking owned you and all this other stuff. And then Negan just stabs him in the gut and leaves him to die. No, this way he like follows him around because he finds Negan after Negan's gone out because people have been oh, looking okay. for him. So it's a little bit. And different. he follows him around. They find the two, the mother and the son who have been attacked by zombies. Yeah. And Negan's like being quite nice to her, and he's like, you know, I can tell you where you can go. I can get you to the gate, and they'll take you. But I'm not going to talk to them because he doesn't want to go back to Alexandria. Yeah. And his intention is to lead him back, and he tells the boy to get lost because the boy's creeping him out because yeah. he's like being a bit weird. And then he walks around the corner after, you know, there's a little scene where he's chatting to the kid and talking about, you know, if you want to take someone down, just give him a shot in the nuts. Hmm. Um, and then he walks around the corner and the guy's killed the, both the mother and the son. And then he picks up a rock without even thinking, just like slams the kid's head to death. That's the fucking problem with the TV shows. Like, where are they getting all these people? Like, in the comics, they kind of thought about it. Like, I don't know if ever you... You have introduced like comics, team, yeah, something. Because in the comics, they have, like, they have like the main characters on the back, hmm. who's alive and who's dead stuff. In the TV program, that's the one thing that got to me. They always find in little groups and stuff. They I know, but it's people. just like, there can't be that many people left if there's hordes of zombies wandering around. Yeah, they just you find the old person mm. every now and again. It's a big place. I still miss Bob Stuckey. Bob Stuckey? Yeah. Do you remember Bob? Which one was Bob? He was the, he was the fifth or sixth black dude who got killed off. He no, was, they all get killed off, yeah. He was the one who was... So he was the alcoholic, and he, he just kept wandering, and he didn't, like, wash or anything, and he was just, like, drinking and, like, fucking covered in shit. Um, and he kept like sleeping on top of trucks on the freeway hmm. and then when the horde went past he would just follow them basically um, and when he joined the group he gave up alcohol and like sort of cleaned himself up and he was the one some really bad episodes that I, I've seen um, but he was the one where they went to the petrol station to go and get a battery for the car and there were all the vines going down over the thing hmm. and they were like you gotta chop these vines and they're like doing a real shit job of it instead of just going and finding a door and um, and I remember that like a zombie comes out and he his bag gets grabbed and he's like oh, I can't leave my bag. He's like don't leave your bag. We got the battery, got the pills. He's like no, nah, I can't leave my bag. And then like Daryl gets, he's like booze. You did this for booze. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. yeah they killed Terrible. Him. Yeah, he died. Yeah. He died, surprisingly, they killed all the black people. <laughs> well, that's true. He died. He because he was the only black person. Then also Sasha, 
was still around at the time. She I think... has died to go do Star Trek. Yeah. I think that Sasha... And something else she's in. I can't remember what. She's in another thing. Oh, Escape Group. No, that was a different name. No, she's in another TV show. No. It was a Sonequa Martin, her name is. Yes. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Puse from Orange is the New Black. Yeah, you she's are. In, she was in She's in The, the Handmaiden. Oh, and she's in You're the Worst. She mm-hmm. was. That's yeah. ended now. Uh, but yeah, uh, it sounds interesting. They're, like, they're trying to start doing some more of the comic book stuff because they've well, never been good at that. It's been the, the last series. After Rick's left, the show's... I wouldn't say light, lighter-hearted, but yeah. it's definitely allowing itself, the characters, to be have a bit more fun. Well, it's got like, the fact Daryl's from... learned how to smile every now and again. Aww. Good for Daryl. And he's met a deaf girl, and like yeah. they seem to be getting on well. She'll be dead. Yeah, she'll die, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's like, because I mean, it's Daryl, he has to get angry at some point. But um, They really missed a trick by not introducing like multiple characters per season that you could follow through to the yeah. end and then have them die. The other thing, because they, they, they keep doing this half-season thing, they've left with like a cliffhanger ending uh, for this first half-season, but there's also a whole bunch of threads that they only just introduced, and now you're going to have to wait until February to get anything else. No, and it's not even like a point where you've had enough of that thread to be looking forward to more of it. It's literally just like the tiniest bit. Like Eugene spent an afternoon chatting to a woman over the radio from somewhere else, and he doesn't know... Where she is or who oh, she that's is, probably the, um, and like you know, they, you don't know anything else about that. There's like a new person they just the, met, and they're going to an island to get some weapons. I mean, that right. fucking annoys me as well. Unlimited guns in this in this place. No, they don't, they've been using. They've not been using guns in the new no, series. They've um, pretty much exclusively used. I mean, one of them's got a slingshot. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. They've guns are practically all gone. Like Eugene's been making bullets, but there's only so many you can make. Yeah, and also guns degrade over time, so mm. just, they can't repair them constantly. But it's America. Another million guns. They've got an endless <laughs> supply of guns in America. Ugh. There's like 500 guns per person or some shit. It's I don't know. It's fucking ridiculous. But no, it's, it's been alright so far. But yeah, it means season 10, man. Maggie Maggie vanished like a season She's and a half ago. She's back season, isn't she? There, there's been nothing so far. Because like, yeah. she went off with a woman who collects um, information and records yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's who I think that Eugene's been vanished. talking to. It's yeah. the... I can't remember it's C-something. Yeah. Um, I think her name's Cece. No, 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 like the um, the name of the place is mm. C something. It's like the, yeah. I was thinking the Colosseum for some reason, but it's not there. The Coalition. Yeah. It's the Coalition. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they like... God, I love She just comics. vanished, Maggie did, because they just, I just they didn't want to do anything with her. I think she wanted to go off and do movies, and she hasn't really yeah. done any. Well, she did The Boy. And she was in Batman v Superman. She was in Batman v Superman. Yeah, for five seconds. She's supposed to be in there for a lot longer. That yeah. film's been cut to ribbons. It's shit. Yeah, it's shit. It's shit. With Justice League as well. Yeah, but... um. No, Justice League's a perfect film. Everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah. I hope release the Snyder cut. I want them to release the Joss Whedon cut with even more Joss Whedon stuff, <laughs> even more humor. Yeah, yeah. I for all the faults that Justice League film has, at least for twenty minutes at the end, Superman was in it. Like for the last twenty minutes, Superman was there. Dun, 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 dun. Superman. Although he was pretty rad in Mission Impossible Fallout. He was fucking incredible in that. Great. Arm reloading. I want him alive in the next film. Oh, yeah, he has to be. Yeah, I know a helicopter fell off a cliff no, with no, a no, hook no. and the hook went into his face. I was going to say. And dragged him off the cliff. Keep him alive. Yeah. Have him come back and he's got like a little tiny scar. And a robot eye. <laughs> no, no, no. That All he's got is a tiny little scar. And replay the shot of the hook going <laughs> into his head. And all he's got is a tiny little Harry Potter scar no, on the top. Give of his him head. a robot eye, because yeah. you need robot limbs and bits. Because yeah. Tom Cruise cyborg. isn't you. Turn him into the anymore. cyborg guy from um, yeah. Archer. Tom, <laughs> yeah. like... Tom Cruise is not human anymore. Give him a robo stash. Yeah. Anyway, um, Walking God, Dead season a... ten. It's another season of The Walking Dead. I mean, Fear the Walking Dead's better. I prefer that. Hmm. I've not watched any of it. 
But even that, like, I've not watched the last up in series. The, what's his face with yeah. a stick? Um, I was going to say Dwight, but Dwight's this series. This series, he's joined it. I can't remember his name, but um, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. The one who's there from the start. The one who had a really good episode with... Um, who's that guy? Uh, the guy from Volcano that melted his legs. <laughs> Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. You, know, you review something, you penis. Uh, Well... All right. Your last thing? It is my last thing. Yay, thank God. All right, so I I went to go see a film oh. the other day. Oh. I went to go see a movie. Can oh. you guess what movie I went to go see? Uh. That's right, The Last Jedi, the best film ever made. <laughs> I went to go see Knives Out by Rian Johnson. Oh, Knives Out. Rian Johnson, yeah. Yeah. I went to go see Knives Radiohead Out. Radiohead album. It's yeah. a real who bloody done it, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? So, do you know about this film, man? It's a whodunit. It is a whodunit. Well done. Who told you that? Mm. Spoilers! Um, no. It's a, it's a, it's a murder mystery. So, uh, Daniel Clegg plays Benoit Blanc. And he is, he is given money to investigate the death of the patriarch. No, no, wait. What is the name of the, the granddad? Just granddad. Patriarch. Patriarch. Yeah, the top, that top, Patriarch is woman, Patriarch's man. Yeah, okay, so Patriarch of a wealthy family of stuck-up brats. No, a wealthy family. He's built an empire based on his murder mystery novels. He releases two every year, and he mentions that. Um, and along with his son, Michael Shannon, they release them and, and make lots of money. But he's also got a daughter, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, and a another daughter-in-law mm. who is who was married to one of his late children. Yeah. Played by Tony Collette. And, um, and yeah, it just, it's a great fucking cast in this film. I'm just going to go through some of the names. Uh, Lakeith State Stanfield is in this. He's good. He should be in more stuff. Um, Daniel Craig, who I mentioned. Um, Chris Evans, Captain America himself is in this. Jamie Lee Curse, Tony Laquette, Tony, Tony Collette. You've also got playing the main, the main man, the dead man himself, um, is Christopher Plummer. Oh. Who is fucking charming. Everyone loves Christopher Plummer. He's so good. Um, so yeah, the whole thing is that he's he's been, on the night of his birthday, he was murdered. Um, following the funeral, the family are getting together to, to help have a wake. And, um, and they are being investigated by the police because they believe there is foul play. Ooh, now, someone's playing with their fouls. Yeah. Um, and you get an introduction to each of the characters through a little interview they have with the police where the police try and get their, their telling of the events that happened that evening. Mm. And then in the background, and I at first I didn't notice him, but in the background of those scenes is Daniel Craig listening into some of these interviews. Oh. And every so often he plays a piano key and the people are like, excuse me, who is that? <laughs> and uh, and then it like proceeds to reveal clues and you find out what's happened and there's a twist and then another twist. Um, and it's really, really fucking good. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of... But Rian Johnson killed Star Wars. Shut up. I've never been a big fan of... Um, I've never been a big fan of, like, Agatha Christie and shit like that. Like, Murder, what? She Wrote and things like that. Like, you watched Murder on the Orient, Orient Express? No. Or that episode of, like, Murder, She Wrote, which was basically the same film, but set on yeah. a bus? Because I didn't have the budget for a train. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Murder Mysteries, just because, like, I'll You've often seen make... Murder, She Wrote, where she's in VR. No. Um, I often I have to make a joke about who's done it and then I get closer than I really like to be yeah. to that but like if you guess every character you'll get it right no I usually I usually just go like oh that's no, definitely because in Murder She Wrote like often it was just the guest star 
Yeah. <laughs> that was like the secret time. But in Colombo, it was a bit smarter. Like in Colombo, you like, so there'd be something to it. But it's still like, it's always just, I think the problem is that I've never seen anything like a big budget who done it apart from Pink Panther and things like that. And like, fucking, yeah. and the original Murder on the Orient Express and, and bits and pieces like that. Like older films did this a lot and I haven't you know, seen... Clue? Yeah, I've seen Clue, yeah, but Clue had the whole multiple ending thing, so it wasn't ever, it wasn't ever like you couldn't ever actually pick who did it because it could be anyone as yeah. the nature of Clue. It's a great film. It's a good film, uh, but um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. It's nice. It's self-contained. It's it goes along at a clip. I was never bored. Um, it's probably the most fun I've had watching a murder mystery film in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and as I said, like. I think that there's something to be said about a smaller scale film in Ryan Johnson's style. It's all like the Ryan interviews. Johnson. Ryan? I yeah. thought it was Ryan. No, it's Ryan. Ryan. He just spells it wrong. He's got a stupid name. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. His name's just spelled stupid. Oh, Ryan. Because Americans are... All right, yeah. Well, who gives a fuck then? Where's he Canadian? <coughs> who knows? But, um, but yeah, yeah, really solid film. Really solid film. Really solid directing. The fucking cast are superb. Michael Shannon has... Like, at any point, you feel like he's just going to have a fucking breakdown. He told old people to get in the urn. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> really? Yeah, he said that, um, you know, you got old folk out here who are, you know, in their droves voting for people like Trump. And if you're voting for someone like Trump, maybe it's time you just stop voting and just got <laughs> in the urn. Yes. <laughs> I fucking love him. In this, yeah, you feel like he could just lose his shit. Like, because one of the main things is that, um, that the main character, Christopher Plummer, like his biggest gripe with with him is that they've been trying to get a deal. To oh, like Christopher Plummer replaced um, Kevin Spacey did, in that yeah. film, didn't he? Yeah. For all the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah he all got the all money. the money. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. So the, there's like a little plot, and I thought that it was a really good nod to nowadays. Yeah. Basically, he has never allowed any of his books to be adapted. It's like a big thing. They only mm. sell. They sell in like fifty languages, and they still sell really well on like fucking like mm. it's almost like a Stephen King style empire. Um. And he's he's been pushing his dad to let them sell the rights for TV and film, mm. and it's like, and there's just a scene where where Michael Shannon like desperately just goes like, Netflix are on the line, they are ready to sell, but they won't always be there. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, they'll be gone soon. <laughs> I've got that feeling now. Um, Chris Evans is fucking great. He his the moment that he like just gets into scene. He's like, he comes in just as people are arguing and he's like, comes in eating a whole fucking sleeve of biscotti biscuits. Nice. And he just, he takes a bite from one and he starts arguing with people and he goes, I'll tell you what, you eat shit and uh, you eat shit and then you eat shit. And they're all like screaming and yelling at him and he goes like, eat shit, eat shit, eat shit. <laughs> and just like fucking continues to eat these biscuits. I was like. Oh, Chris Evans. He's really playing a dick in this and he's yeah. so good at it because he's still really charming. Yeah. Don Johnson's in it. He's great. Um, he he's fallen into playing a racist in a lot of stuff <laughs> which I didn't realise until I was listening to I was, listen- you know. yeah. <coughs> I was listening to the um, Funhouse podcast and they were like oh yeah Don Johnson's really gotten typecast recently as an old racist dude <laughs> and I was like yeah that seems about right hasn't he got um, is it Tilda Swinton or someone in it Tilda Swinton was Tony Collette Tony Collette that's the one thing yeah, yeah I yeah. mentioned earlier did you know yeah she plays like a hippie who has been they've all got they've all got their reasons I don't want to reveal anything because it kind of ruins it but like it's really fucking fun it's really clever it's really good um, I mean central performances are, are I've seen Craig. some weirdos on the internet already trying to 
find reasons to hate the film because they would decide they hate Ryan Johnson. I think, and, I think that if you're not... Just fucking twats. I think that there are people that this won't, this won't be good for. There's a bit of... In the middle, if you if you really want to pick holes, in the middle there's a moment where one character's trying to do some stuff to try and throw off the investigation um, mm. because, you know, they think that something involving themselves has happened. Um, and that's a bit like, well, if ben- Benoit Blanc was so great, he'd see that or he'd notice it or he'd be... Mm. But the whole point is that he's kind of a fucking goof. There's a scene where they go and pick something up as they're on their way to a police station and Benoit Blanc's like, okay, yeah, cool. I'll let you just park up here and go and go and do your thing. And then as that character's going and doing a thing, it cuts back to him in the car and there's like sirens and stuff that are slowly burning in the background. And he's got headphones in, listening to some fucking hillbilly music on his phone, just like singing along in this fucking terrible <laughs> Cajun accent, like really getting into it. And then like, he's like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I get it. He's not meant to be Poirot. He's not meant to be like Columbo. He's, he's meant to be like a pretty bad detective. Yeah. But like, he's sort of, he's one of those people that's, that's actually four steps behind everyone. But because everyone in this film's like kind of a cartoon, they're six steps behind. <laughs> so he's just only two behind them. Mm. It's really good though. I really, really fucking enjoyed it. Um, and it's, and it was just a, yeah, nice film. It, he have to br- see it when they open a cinema in Woking. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend it. I think this, I think, to be honest, it will play better at home. Mm. That's kind of, that's the one downside to this because it's, it, it's really nice to see it in a cinema because the, the like geography of everything and the set design's fucking phenomenal. They have this whole like, it's in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but they have this whole like wheel of knives all pointing into the middle. It's like a like a piece that was obviously designed for one of his one of his books or something like that. Yeah. And it's just the way it looks with the light coming through it, and you've got like the people being interviewed sit in the chair in front of it. Mm. So it's all the knives on them and then they're like having this back and forth with the guys. And it's just nice little shit like that is really yeah. that composition. That nice little like someone's designed that. Like, the only Ryan Johnson film I haven't watched is Brothers Bloom. I haven't that. seen Brothers Bloom, and yeah, I thought no for the longest it. It like I thought for the longest time it was a it was a um, Paul W S. Is it Paul W S or is what? it Paul Paul, Paul Thomas Paul Thomas Anderson? Paul W S Anderson. No, Wes Anderson. I thought it was a Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a Wes Anderson. It's more of an Ethan Cohen, if anything. You reckon? More of a Cohen Brothers film, if anything. No, it looks just because the the front cover was made to. It's look- one of them quirky. The front cover of the, the Bad DVD or Blu-ray was made to look a lot like the Darjeeling mm. Limited. Mm. And I think that was the problem. I, I really remember fucking... freaking watched Brick when that came out and freaking Looper is... I freaking love Looper. See, I really like Looper. I really like mm. Brick. I would say my only... The only thing that I don't like in Looper is they show those... They, for some reason, decide they need to show you Bruce Willis becoming Bruce Willis. Mm. Like that scene where it like cuts to the future and you see like his future and how he ended up like that. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I don't need this. Who yeah, needs this? Get to see the future. I guess, but it's a time travel movie. You got to show the future at some point. Yeah, I guess. It just it was one of those things that just I was like, I don't need this. No, and Paul Dano's arms and legs fell off. <laughs> Paul Dano, yeah, fucking gets ripped to shreds. That's hilarious. I fucking I really like the Creepy idea of time travel weird, acting yeah. like that. Yeah, because once you're in the past, you're in the past. So even if something happens to you in somehow your timeline, you're there. Hmm. So the idea that you're because you're a variable. So as mm. soon as something happens to you, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But there are people that argue that doesn't make any sense. I was like, yeah, but you understand, it's a variable. So even if what happened to you, it does mean that the ending doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because it shouldn't, but I guess if what happens to you, it would just mean that Bruce Willis would just have a shotgun blast to his heart. Yeah. It wouldn't be a case of he had just disappeared. Yeah. 
Although, did Paul Dano disappear when they finally killed him? Well, he could, Paul Dano could still travel back in time when bits of him were missing. Bruce Willis couldn't if he was dead. No, no, but what I mean is that, that regardless of what happens during mm. the timeline, from that point on, you've created another timeline. So that yeah. thing that's back is a variable. So the variable is impacted by what's You don't happening. want to think about it too much. Yeah, that's true, because it'll mess your mind. Bruce Willis tells no, you I was just, to. You know when Paul Dano yeah. is shot and it kills the future Paul Dano? Yeah. He just disappears, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's, I, I was thinking... Remember. Been, I, that's what in cinema that's the only time I've seen it alright that fucking shotgun the blunderbuss is awesome <laughs> the way that he reloads it and he spins it around and then holds it up against the bomb is like <laughs> oh, oh sorry I give knives out Jamie Lee Curtis it's fucking great yeah yeah just ignore Halloween H20 it's not it's not a perfect well, Halloween film. H20 is good it's the ones after that that suck Halloween Resurrection yeah Halloween yeah. Resurrection the one that's the friggin when they're in the movie it's a reality TV thing and her remake of Freaky Buster Friday Buster Rhymes is in it Freaky Friday. Yeah, she was in Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. Was she in two Freaky Fridays? Maybe. I can't remember. She's in the Lindsay Lohan one. There was her mum one of the Freaky Fridays. Janet Lee. It's her mum. Yeah. I think her mum might have been in one of the Freaky Fridays. I can't remember. There's been multiple Freaky Friday films directed by the same guy. What was the one with um, Judge Reinhold and... Yeah. There's a Judge Reinhold one that was Freaky Friday. Was there? It may have been Topsy Turvy. Uh, I think that may have been the name of it, but... I'll have a look at that whilst you review your next and last thing. Fuck you. Um, She-Ra, season four. Technically season three. Are you trying to piss off are. all of the... All of the... Yeah. Uh, um, new series ones. of She-Ra is really fucking good. Um, the last... They did this weird thing, sort of end of last year, start of this year, where they did like She-Ra season two and three, but it was clearly one series split in half. Yeah. And it was like six episodes and then there was no cliffhanger or anything. It just just stopped and then you had a second half of the season but they called it two separate seasons because that's what Netflix do now this one's actually like I think for 12, 13 episodes and Vice it's a Vice nice Vice. friggin proper long progression and everything and this new series is like it's as good if not better than the first season of She-Ra it's like friggin spot on there's a lot more law, a lot of continuity a lot of status quo changing um, Glimmer becomes the queen because her mum dies at the end of the last season mm-hmm. she sacrifices herself to sort out the whole weird friggin weirdness that happened at the end of the last series when a portal went off and reality collapsed in on itself and everything started going crazy. I don't um, remember it, but I... You didn't watch it, that's why. I respect that it yeah. happened. Um, but this series, they introduced a few new characters. There's Double Trouble, who's like a shape-shifting character who Catra hires to infiltrate Bright Moon and so... Are we an SJW podcast now? ...into them and all this sort of stuff. Mess with their things. Um, Shadow Weavers gradually being given more freedom in the castle. Shadow Weavers? The villain... She was the woman, the one who's the witch. Okay. But um, she went to Bright Moon to basically betray Hordak. And it's well, something that keeps happening is that everyone's betraying Hordak. But what they've kind of set up by the end of this season is like... Because the whole season, Hordak's going, Horde Prime's going to be here any minute. He's going to come and find us and he'll save us and he'll take over the planet. He'll be impressed with what I've done. Everything will be great. That doesn't happen as such. A whole load of shit happens. Turns out She-Ra's a weapon. The planet's a weapon. Like, all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, apparently it turns out the first ones were using the magic in the planet to create a weapon which She-Ra would activate, which would basically destroy planets in Solar System, every planet in the galaxy and all this sort of stuff. And Horde Prime was after it. So that he wanted it to destroy whatever he wanted. Um, And she's refusing to set it off. And they do this whole thing. They end up creating a portal, bringing... Right, the planet Eternia back through to the rest of the galaxy because it was in a pocket dimension 
That's why okay. there's no scar, no stars in show. They had no, no no sun or stars or anything, did they? Was, so wait, does this mean He Man's coming through? <clears throat> I don't think He Man's part of this. I think oh. they've completely gone outside the realms of being able to bring He Man into it. They've really gone into the um, the comic book lore now because Horde Prime wasn't in the series, the original series. Horde Prime was a creation from the He Man and Chi comic books. How do I become a Horde Prime? Uh, you get three eyes on one side of your face. Also, how many people do I have to sleep with? Eleventy. Okay. Yeah, all dogs. So wait, what's the order? Actual dogs. So is it Horde? There's Horde something, and then it's Horde Prime. Horde. Horde! Yeah. I thought you were saying Horde. confused. But Horde acts a clone of Horde Prime. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so he gave himself a name. What I could be Horde. What he doing? No. But um, this is just... I ain't no Horde back, girl. Good fun stuff. Catra's getting more and more power crazy. She's basically manipulating Horde into... Doing, she wants to destroy Brightmoon and destroy She-Ra and get of rid course, of everything because she's spiteful. And she, why would you not? She told Hordak that um, Entrapped to betray them when really she got Scorpia to send her to Beast Island. That becomes a whole thing in this series. And Scorpia eventually has the biggest character development in the series, where she sort of realizes that Catra doesn't really care about her or anyone, and she just leaves and goes and joins the good guys. Well, at least she gets. She ends up in a prison. But I say prison. Their prisons are just basically one of the rooms in the castle because they don't have prison cells. Okay. When they She's have even got a garden. Cells. There's like no doors because they're not, they're not bad. They're good people. Okay. Um, it's so quite funny. Punish people? It's quite funny when she turns up though because they're just like, they're having this whole argument about what they're going to do and the, the the team's sort of falling apart a little bit because She-Ra and Bo won't let Glimmer go on any adventures with them mm. because she's the queen. She's too important. But she of wants course. to go out there and have the adventures. And they're just having this big old argument and the frigging, the horse... Is all like, how come everyone gets chairs except me? Even that new person's got a chair. And they're like, what new person? And Scorpius just sat there and she's like, hi, uh, I didn't want to disturb anyone. So I just kind of snuck in here and I didn't want to say anything because it seemed like you were in to something there. And, you know, I just wanted to wait because I've got something I need to tell you. And then they all just like freak out and start attacking her. Because oh. um, like, even though she might not have something bad to say. But they're just like, well, it's a horde general who's worked her way into the middle of their castle. And she's just sat there waiting for her politely. Um, but yeah, Scorpio's a princess as well, which is interesting, and that leads about the whole finale thing. Because it turns out all the princess gems needed, all the princesses need access to their powers to power the big old weapon. Mm. And Scorpio's a princess, and she wasn't connected to her weapon because her kingdom was taken over by Hordak years ago. It's funny because Scorpion in in the Spider-Man continuity. Scorpio. Oh, stop being weird and put your phone down. No. Yeah. Fine. But um, no, it's been a really good series and stuff. Um, they How's the animation the... holding up? It's really good. Yeah. The animation's been great in that show. Yeah, I know, but like, they change animators all the fucking time no, in TV programs. So no, the um, there's nothing quite as glorious still as the um, big gay tidal wave at the end of the first series, no. which was fucking glorious. I mean, the collapse of all of all like society and everything else is pretty good. Mm. But they, um, yeah, it's a it, it, nice big thing. The possibilities for the next series is going to be cool because now they're in a bigger universe I'm hoping there's going to be some planet hopping get some more of the characters that like I want the eye stalk guy yeah the guy I mean, with the like, weird eyes on his stalks He-Man's out there somewhere maybe but the He-Man cartoon's going to be completely separate isn't it oh. the new one they're doing maybe they could get Chitara that's Thundercats completely yeah. different show that's not tied to it at all maybe they can get but, Defenders of the Earth no <gasps> it's a completely different universe out of the sky <laughs> but um no this Really good, really good series. I'm liking the new the characters, Phantom Double Trouble. The they have a fairy character, but it's actually Double Trouble in disguise. Oh. Yeah, Double Trouble pretends to be a fairy to get into the group, and 
all this sort of stuff. Um, they have a bit, bit Madame Raz focused episode. Madame Raz is like she's weirdly. Everyone thinks her memory's messed up, but really she's kind of existed in two timelines at the same time. Isn't and that's it why weird her brain's that all messed up. Woman became mad, mad what are you talking about, Spider Man? For shut the fuck up. But um, no, they they bring about you find Jeez, out the truth but, behind uh, the original Shira, and you find yeah. all this sort of stuff. And who was the original Shira? Um, Mira, Mira. She was a woman who was the original Shira. Oh, so it's like it's a continuation. But everyone of the thinks old... that she went crazy and attacked the first ones and destroyed them. But is this not what happened? Um, but yeah, it is. There was Gina Davis was in it again. <gasps> Gina Davis does a voice of um, one of the Beast women. I kind of love Gina Davis. Yeah, you know that she did a program based on the Exorcist movie. Mm, don't care. Didn't do very well, but apparently mm. it's really good. But no, there's whatever. My, no one cares Defenders about that. Defenders of the Earth. But no, Defender. It's been a great, great series of Shiva. There's another one coming in, like they do. Cause really. Yeah, they're doing fast. There's another series starting in, like, February or something like that. Well, I guess, like, it's not like other series. So, the higher budget stuff for Netflix, a lot of they cancel mm. after a few seasons. Because mm. apparently that's, like, how their profitability matrix goes. So, you, the first three seasons, then interest drops off. They, like, have an increase in viewership for the first three. And then four and five don't often happen unless it's continued interest. Yeah. So, like, that's why all the Daredevil, Santa Clarita Diet, all the other stuff just dropped off after three seasons. I mean, Daredevil, there are probably other circumstances that cause it to happen, but a lot of stuff doesn't make it possible. Well, it's all about driving subscribers. But yeah. the kids' stuff, it's not really about driving subscribers because shows well, like think... she kids aren't signing up to Netflix. Adults no, are. no, but you do want, like, so it's a different... So it's They've different... got loads of kids' shows on Netflix. That's what I mean, They've been like, for that's, years, that's like Voltron. So and... Just chuck it on there. Like, yeah. they don't need to worry... So... As long as they have an ongoing amount of contact, content being added to the kids' stuff, they are making... They're, they're giving their audience what they mm. need. Because parents won't watch this shit. They'll put it in the background. Kids yeah. will watch it. Well, they it. put it on to justify if it's... They can justify it with the kids and yeah. keep the subscription going. But, um, but adults watch yeah. it as well. I'll be interested to see what the new He-Man cartoon's like because it's Kevin Smith producing in it and it's going to be... Yeah, and it's oh. it's supposed to be a continuation of the original cartoon. I still can't believe that Reaper, but, Reaper didn't do any better. Oh, what did we Reaper for? Who cares about Reaper? Kevin Smith produced Reaper. Directed no, the first couple of episodes. No one cares. Years ago. It's a good film. Program. Years ago, no one cares about fucking. It's a really good program. David Wise and freaking Ray Wise. Ray Wise, David Wise is the singer from Thingy. Um, but no, I've I'm good to see. It. I like. I want to see what they do with Hordak. I want Hordak to get his full arm. He had his arm cannon in this series. Oh yeah, because I like that, the toy Hordak when I was a kid. Oh yeah, the big old arm, arm cannon. I had a TNT um, Ninja Turtle that could shoot pizzas out of his not, stomach. That's not a He Man or Shiva. But um, not allowed to talk about anything I like yeah. anymore. Just. Going off subject. Sorry. Yeah, see? But, Do you know how Skeletor yeah. got his face all mushed up? Well, he was Lord Keldor. Keldor and he, got acid and he threw acid at the king. Yeah, and the king. Deflected yeah. it, and yeah. it went back and burnt Keldor's face. face. And Hordak gave him magic. And he said, I will save you yeah. if you work for me. And he didn't restore his face. He was... How fucking sexy did he look before his face <clears> melted <throat> off, though? He was, he was a suave-looking guy. He was guy. a mustache. handsome motherfucker. Yeah. And he's like, no! Do you think he spoke like that back when he had no face? He had a face. He had a deeper voice. He had a deeper voice. He was like, you destroyed my face! I'm Skeletor. Chase me, He-Man, chase me. Everybody loves a bad boy, so I reckon he did well. But then, obviously, once he lost his face... Hordak's cooler, though. He's got no lips, so he can't kiss people anymore. Yeah. Maybe his teeth are his lips now. Uh... (laughs) I think he had lips, Skeletor. 
Who? Oh yeah, Frank Langella. Yeah, although he was, he was just bony skin, wasn't he? He was so proud. He looked like, you know that disease where people's flesh turns to bone? Alopecia. That's not alopecia. <laughs> There's a disease where people's muscles turn to bone, and it will oh, kill yeah. them eventually, because it will like, constrict their ribcage and they can't breathe. Jesus. Um, it's fucking horrifying. Yeah. But he looked like that. Wolverine he looked like his skin disease. had just turned to bone, which yeah. is quite a cool look for a skeletal in the 80s. I mean, you couldn't really do much more... Have, you, that have you ever read interviews with Frank Langella where people ask him about being in Master of the Universe? But there's the, the documentary about he, man. He fucking loved yeah, it. Yeah, well, he was talking about how he was annoyed that they wouldn't let him show his abs off. Yeah, he loved <laughs> it so much. Nixon. Nick Frost, friggin... <laughs> oh, he's such a sweetheart. Yeah. He did Frank and Robot and Frank. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. Oh, uh, I, I like the she Yeah. It's good. I think, uh, like, it's... The fact it annoys the weirdos is, like... Just, just by existing. Are, this is this is the SJW. Episode, but it's like there's it? stuff like what things are like is like all the characters have different body types and it's without exaggerated proportions. And that's why they don't like it. You know, like normally it's... when you watch a cartoon, you get like, oh, here's the chunky character, but he's like seven foot wide. Yeah. And all the other characters are tiny compared to him. That's weird. But in this, they're all human proportions, um, but they're different body types and stuff, and that's good. They've made. Glimmer a little bit taller and slimmer, but I guess that's because they're trying to make her look more mature as she becomes queen and all that. But um, no, it's it's, it's good stuff. People have bellies on it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing I would like them to do, please, is have really really silly vehicles because that's one thing I like in He Man and She Rise. The really like silly the new vehicles. Star Wars film where they've got, the, the, they've got the launchers. Someone moaned about was there some weirdos moaning that there's wheels on the yeah. stars? Why would there be wheels? There's literally like multiple vehicles from previous films. Yeah. There's a whole sequence in Attack of the Clones where tanks are driving around with big old frigging wheels, man. And what should have something more practical like giant legs that walk over terrain and be tripped over by a tiny little jet with a rope? Friggin' weirdos. Anyway, fuck you. Let's end the podcast. Say goodbye the, to the children. One of the things that made me laugh about oh that... Oh my God, what are you talking about? So one of the things that made me laugh about the whole the whole wheel controversy is that a lot of people were like, look, The Last Jedi was just the worst film ever and this is going to be fine. You know, all of those... Back yeah, they, in the they day... They the entire thing now, apart from Rogue One. Because Rogue One had the bit where Darth Vader choked the guys up against the walls and he swung his lightsaber around. It was really cool. It was Darth Vader how it was supposed to be. See, to me, I I like that sequence. I do like that sequence. But the thing is that... wanking Well, yeah. The thing is that they don't recognise that that's a man who has failed at his mission, desperately trying to rectify his mistakes. Yeah. Every other film, he is he's the man with a plan, he has his orders, he executes his orders. In hmm. that, you saw him being like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh. It just looks like he's he's being this cool, murdery badass, but actually that's... Star Wars fans seem to have a real problem recognising when their characters are failing. Yeah. The old Luke Skywalker thing. They don't understand it. They don't understand when Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker didn't win and he left his friends. His friends won, the defeated yeah. the Empire. He went off because he wanted to kill a weird granddad and he, he wanted to rescue his daddy yeah. and he failed at both things. Yeah. <laughs> He wanted to save Space Hitler because Space Hitler was his daddy. Um, one of the one of the things I like about the Last Jedi is Luke. The only thing that Luke talks about is how he made mistakes in the past and he trained Ben, and everything he did led to Ben becoming the person he is. Mm. And instead of him trying to nurture someone into into a like a, a being that had both the light and the darkness to them, but could balance those, he just went. He just went. Now nah, fucking murder him in his sleep, won't I? And then by the end of the film, he's like. 
I fucked up really badly, so I'm just going to have to do something. I'm too scared to go and actually turn up and do anything. He didn't so. have time to get there. He, he had a six, never last minute decision. The X-Wing's wrecked. Yeah. That's not going to make it. It might do. Not after like 30 years of being wrecked. Oh, where's Starkiller? Bring Starkiller into it. No. Yeah. Well, you want fucking... What's his face? Whitworth. Sam Whitworth. Sam Whitworth. Yeah, get him in. Yeah. He's a pretty cool guy. You get him in there. He'd be, like, be like, I can, I can move fucking... I moved a whole of That's it. what the kids want, isn't it? Yeah. They want that shit. They want fucking, oh, just crash two planets into each other. So yeah. They want Jedi's doing ridiculous shit. Thanos so. did it. No. Oh. Um, no, I, I, I was, I, I think that a lot of people don't recognise that The Last Jedi is, there's, there's one subplot that doesn't We deserve that. a moon landing on Chewbacca. That's yeah. what we deserve. That's, that's the, that's the future. Kajik, is Kajik the weird planet they go to with the horse racing and shit? What? No, that's a race Canto from Skyrim. Yeah, uh, in last go, so last in last Jedi. Yeah, Canto Bay. It's the it's a where there's gambling and stuff. It's and a the, really beautiful location, but completely pointless. No, it was all about like showing that the you know while they're having this war that seems to be all about the friggin' this whole rebellion against the first order and everything. The rest yeah. of the world's getting on with it and profiting from the war. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like they're profiting from the war, but it's like there's still slavery and shit. It's like yeah. pretty, pretty horrendous. They said there's a lot to do other than just beating the first order. That's the point of the whole sequence. Yeah, right. See, I didn't recognise that. Yeah. I always just seemed like a because it but there's on... always hope, even in the worst places, such as a little kid who manages to use the force without even thinking about it. How long do you think it is before he force he force chokes that prick who's t- giving him orders? He force like... choke his dick. Ah, <clears throat> good. Freaking force wanks. Yeah, that's the power they haven't shown in the films yet. You know, like you know, Marvel comics. They get really. No, re- I never heard of them. They get really inventive with their with their psychic characters. Like say, like the Invisible Woman. Like she's done some. She choked Neymar. Neymar. Like, Neymar. Like so, Neymar is the most powerful mutant. Well, she she's not psychic. She can create force fields. Yeah. In the well, she's essentially Different psychic. Thing. She's essentially. Telecon- te- no, not telekinetic. What? Is- yeah, it's telekinetic. She it? generates she can move- force fields. Yeah, but she can move stuff using that power. Yeah. So she, I don't know if you remember the Neymar, Neymar storyline, but she did this in the Ultimate Universe anyway. Um, he came to Earth and he was like kicking off and, and like he saw her and he's like, oh, I want to bang you, lady. Check out my wing feet. And she's like, hey, guess what? I'm choking you right now. He's like, how are you choking? <laughs> she's like, I got force field and your friend's like, oh, fucking dead. Got it. Got it. She's like, No. And then he passes out. She's like, Civil War, she like crushes a bunch of people. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. Does. boom. And she, she's also, she was the one who took down the Maker, which is um, the uh, Ultimate Universe version of, of Reed Richards. Because they, that's the one thing about the Ultimate, Ultimate Universe. Universe sucks. No, Ultimate Universe was good. Fucking terrible. I liked it. It was the only one to acknowledge the fact that, that they... blob eating wasp and shit. And yeah. Fucking, no, no, yeah. wait. Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, Blob that, eats yeah. the wasp. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and then Giant Man turns big and bites, yeah, bites Blob, Blob's, Blob's head, off. head off. That's that's your fucking. No, no, like they had some good stuff in there. Some like, guy writing, going, oh, "Yeah, I'm going." The whole of the Ultimate Spider-Man arc was great. Ultimate yeah. X-Men was fine. Um, the Ultimates was where it was Mark Miller, and it was all like, "Yeah, rape, rape, and incest." Um, oh god, someone's going to cut that out and use that against me. <laughs> love rape and incest. <laughs> Well, um, you're done. You're quite finished. But no, but like, I just two hours. One second. One second. One second. One second. One second. Three. One second. Two. So no, the no, ultimate universe. The ultimate universe was the one where it acknowledged the fact that the Fantastic Four weren't human anymore. Incesting. Yeah, they weren't human anymore. Mm. So they showed stuff like so Sue her like her organs and stuff like that. Like they are constantly in a state of of like intangibility, so you couldn't see them all the time. So no one could operate on her when she got sick and stuff. Mm. And then Reed Richards. He went and x-rayed himself and he doesn't have bones anymore. 
He just has like a hole that goes down and there's a center. And in the center is there like, there's a fluid that's not digestive in nature, but will break down cells and particles. Mm. And then just a hole through the bottom. But he doesn't need to shit and he doesn't need to eat anymore. And he doesn't need to sleep anymore. He does it. He doesn't actually sleep. He just lies in bed next to his wife and closes his eyes and thinks about how much he loves her. And then he goes mad, increases his intellect by grossly. See, that's why he's stupid. That's not the Fantastic Four. No, but that is like, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. If it was just someone who went, oh, I've got all the same organs and bones, I'm just stretchy now. Woo! The Fantastic Four should be a whole bunch of people going on crazy adventures. Well, they did go on crazy adventures. They go to some planet. He went insane. Like, he just went insane because of his powers. Too much realism. (laughs) Freaking, the Fantastic Four should be like, we're going to this planet, all the inhabitants are carrots, and we're going to have an adventure. So what are we going to do? Reed Richards goes and he picks up some vibranium What's that, iron. Ant-Man? You need surgery, but you're stuck in small size. We're going to shrink ourselves down even smaller. That's the sort of thing the Fantastic Four would do. And we'll enter through your bum hole and we'll perform surgery on you while you're tiny. When is Mads Mikkelsen Mikkelsen coming back to the the Marvel Online? They killed him, didn't they? No, he just became a faceless one. Did he? Yeah, he just became faceless. Or is it nameless? I can't remember um, which one it is for... But it's either the faceless or the nameless are the the cohorts of of um, Dumamu. But they're they're all their skin. They're, they basically just become like uniform. Just I am a bad guy. That's a waste I of do Mac- magic. Well, yeah, they can have their personalities restored. They're all part of Dumamu. Duma- they won't, because the next film will be all about Baron Mordo. I hope so, because he Chibotua he was fucking wasted in that last one. I love the end the like the last scene, the after credit scene is the best scene in Doctor Strange. So like, you stole this power. It's like but but why would you take it from me? It's you stole it. There's too many wizards and then the guy's like oh, no, I'm Benjamin Bratt. Uh, like he's still button. trying to lift up his top to show off his abs yeah. <laughs> it's 55 year old abs so yeah you've done rambling yeah, done. about random nonsense now. yeah thank you for listening yeah. to Critical Apocalypse episode 123 um, as always I'm Matt you're Ant Ant where can people find you oh let me tell them let me tell them the ways you're LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter and on YouTube you're reacting Yuppie Ranger really is that the best you can manage uh, that's closer than last time isn't it was it what you're going to Reacting mention, Senpai the, the chan- Yoppa Ranger Senpai Sentai Ro- Senpai. Yoppa Ranger Reacting Sentai Yoppa Ranger Yes Jesus I kind Christ. of knew it Okay and they can also find you as Mellow Gaming the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube Probably not I don't know Probably How many How many yeah. subscribers you got How many subscribers you got 845 It's very So close. close to making some money No Never going to make money We'll make you money Money um, Okay And uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter At Twitter <laughs> At Chris Apocalypse. At Twitter. <laughs> at Twitter. <laughs> if you've got any abuse, send it to yeah. at Jack. If you've got any abuse, send it to at Twitter, help, or at Jack Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's, that's the episode. You're done. Yeah. yeah you've yeah. been rambling. Thank you for thank Another you for listening. Another two hours. I had this nicely wrapped up in an hour 45. Thank and... you for listening. Um, as always, the world is a horrible place, but let's be kind to each other. No. And Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. So is, so is, so is Trump and Nigel Farage. They're all cunts, aren't they? Let's face it. We live in a world of cunts. We live in a giant world of cunts. Yeah, but they're better than that terrorist uh, synthesizer. He wants to give every... He'll just say anything. He just wants to be a prime minister. Do you hear? 
I'm going to lose £400 a month if I'm a childbearing two-family income earning over 25000 each. I'm going to lose £400 a year. I don't even know what I do with our money. What? But you get free childcare. I don't care. Mm. Terrorists. Fucking idiots. You done? Yeah. You done? Yeah. Fine. Bye. Bye. I love you guys. Say goodbye. Love you guys. Bye.